Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The mysterious Gram Box from Morbeer brings you this Brewing Network Sunday session. See the Gram Box affordable control unit at morebeer.com. We bought dogfish heads, old brew house. They just have a more of a connection with this living organism. And let me tell you, that was a piece of shit. Well, it doesn't help that we got like 12 dudes in here. I feel like Sam bent me over. Pre- preferentially, I think you'd be naked the entire time. Sam's a walking boner. Well, don't get used to it. Going right now. I don't get those cues that well. Maybe because I'm not freaking gay. Sometimes you need to take a step back and just go, you're kind of small. You're climbing that manhole pretty easy. In defense of your wiener, your balls are gigantic. <laughs> no. Seriously, weird oh, um, sideshow big. Uh, Sweet God. <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. So Doc just brought to my attention that uh, my friend John Palmer, you know his book How to Brew. Never heard of it. It's on Amazon. Yeah. And, I heard uh, yeah, you can. Re- I actually go to Amazon a lot for reviews of everything. Like if I'm about to buy tech stuff or whatever, I'll always go check it out on Amazon first because people tend to write a lot of reviews on Amazon. And in general, you know, you get a lot of accurate reviews and you kind of weed out the idiots. Yeah, yeah, the, the guys on either end. So some guy comments on, uh, and look at, I'm all for you know, post whatever you want. I just think that the guy is stupid. Uh, some guy comments on Palmer's book, How to Brew, that it's uh, you know that he read through the first couple hundred pages. And uh, here, let me let me just read it. Uh, I've always wanted to learn to brew beer, and after reading the glowing reviews, thought this book was what I needed to get started. After plowing through the first couple hundred pages, uh, the book permanently cured me of my desire to brew beer. It's almost incomprehensible and spends most of its pages on endless minutia. Et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) I have to say that... We don't need him brewing anyway. That's true. I mean, these guys got to be dumber than I am. In five years of doing this show and all the interviews we've heard on here, I would say to you that the only thing that's ever explained brewing to me in a way that I, my dumbass can understand it is Palmer's book. 
Well, and I mean that. I've sat out there on the yeah. back porch with Chad before, even before Chad was brewing, reading how to do how to do my mash temperatures and how to do everything. It was the only. I stopped calling people to ask <laughs> questions because the book was so frigging good for an idiot like yeah. me. Fast. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the funny thing, this guy never brewed before. Oh, I just thought I want to brew until I found out it was really hard, <laughs> and then I don't want to do it anymore. Well, I've and heard yeah. the book too. I've heard of people like reading a, a brewing book from beginning to end, and then start brewing. But most people want to get you know they realize that there, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there you don't need at the beginning. Right? Yeah. But this guy, thought, I don't know. Yeah, no wonder he was bored. Well, but the rad thing about Palmer's, the, always the best thing about Palmer's book to me was that it seemed that every section had two sides to it. Yeah. It had the dummy side right. because brewing could be as easy as you want it to be. And it had the complicated side because it could also be as technical as you want it to be. Right. As a, any brewer can choose to just brew for fun and have a good time. And it's really, as we've said so many times before, uh, if you can if you can make a sauce, if you can boil soup, uh, you right. know, uh, you could brew beer. It's a, it's a book you can grow. <laughs> with which is cool uh if you can start out real simply and then you don't just throw it away after your first batch because you learned everything in the book you can just right. you can kind of grow with the whole thing but you can't yeah. i still i mean and five years got, into it i still open that oh, book read read the bottom part of that one what he did with it on his review okay i like your italian side coming in thing. if you can make a sauce if you can make, you a, can make a beer <laughs> that's right <laughs> you can make some men's shoes. You can make a beer. I was watching Casino last night. No, that's okay. probably why. It got stuck in me. Yeah. Uh, I did put the. He says, and I did put the book to good use. After abandoning trying to decipher the tome, I went to my local distributor and bought a few wonderful craft beers. Good. What does he mean by he went to his local distributor? He's an idiot. He is an idiot. That's I tossed the book on my roaring fire in the fireplace and enjoyed drinking a wonderful Belgian ale as I watched it burn. Not Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you, John Palmer, for curing me of my interest in brewing and leaving it to the professionals. Well, you know, why is it, Palm? Why would you write this review? First of all, now if that's the way that you feel because about, you're drunk on his about, Belgians, it's not the book's <laughs> fault that you're too stupid to brew, right? And it's also not the book's fault that you're not interested in going through the work of brewing. Basically, what you discovered is that it is a bit of effort to brew beer. You're absolutely right that it's easier to go down to the shelf and uh, and buy a beer, right? Go down to the to the distributor, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and buy a beer. Why would you piss on the on a guy writing a book about it? Exactly. Well, if you think about it, the uh, Papazian's book, uh, and there's another comment or another uh, person on that on the Amazon bullshit that says, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't the the same fun reading as uh, Papazian's. Well, because his is called the joy of home brewing. <laughs> right. John Palmer's book is called How, how to, to brew. brew. So if you want to know how to brew. You pick Palmer's book. If you want to be happy and, and, and brew and joyful and not give a fuck about what you're doing, then you read The Joy of Home Brewing. It's, it's pre- it, it tells you in the title. It's like snakes on a plane. Well, I just- People who <laughs> saw snakes on a plane and were surprised that it was about snakes on a friggin' plane, <laughs> you're an idiot. Right. Because it tells you in the... Friggin' title! I picture this guy's bookshelf as having the entire For Dummies series oh, yeah. of every topic. But only simple Read halfway things. through. It's like being no, simple for dummies reading, is what he has. Reading for dummies. Well, he yeah. probably has a lot of them, but the ones that weren't dummy enough, he burned those too. Right. Well, Dan from Southbury, Connecticut. Oh. Oh, oh well, figures. Buys his beer I, at a distributor. I bet Chad knows him. From no. everyone here at the Brewing Network no. and Mr. John Palmer. Fuck you. Oh, fuck yourself. Shove it up your ass. <laughs> You're a stupid ass. I don't mind. Now, if it was a negative review about the book that made sense, go right ahead. I just don't get it. Why even write this post that you decided it's too right. much work and you're too stupid to brew? I don't see what that has to do with the author. I think online reviews are uh, a can of worms. 
They're well, you know they they can be great or they can they can really deter people. Uh, you know it's like uh, raiding beer sites. I go or, back to that. Just Yelp. Well, yeah, it's just yeah. like yeah, yeah. It's like, you get one person on there that wants to rant their ass off, and well, it's like right. I I looked at those uh, when I first saw them on Netflix a few years back, and I wanted to watch uh, about Jacob's Ladder. I was like, oh, I've never seen this movie. I kind of want to check it out, and that I saw was, a review. That was a weird and movie. In the first sentence, they told me the ending of the movie, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Great. now I don't want to see it. You Thanks should probably still see it. Um, uh, but now I know what happened. Now I know the point of it, and so I don't know it's it. But it's like that kind of stuff where where just because you say it on the internet. Doesn't make you. Uh, doesn't mean that you should. You know what I mean. You're able and, to. And actually, that was should you? that movie. It was the whole movie was a great journey, and at the end, you just go, "Whoa!" Yeah. It, it, it all ends in that last little bit, right? Like, but now I know that. Yeah. So, well, well yeah. luckily for Brewers, it's like knowing the end of Titanic. Who are looking? Or, <laughs> yeah. Luckily for Brewers, who are potentially looking for a resource, and they go to Amazon, there are 115 five-star reviews. <laughs> There's and one. Then, and then one, two. Out of one a total star. 131 reviews, there is a single two-star review. Why, why did he even give it two? And I think a single one-star <laughs> review. Why would you give something that you threw into the fire more than one star? Well, it made good kindling. Right. The fire was roaring in uh, can, like just a couple of seconds. Can That's you, true. Can you give it no stars? Uh, you can, I think. And he gave it two. <laughs> no, you ha- no, you have to give it at least one star. Because it, ma- it made, made fire burn flames. Really well. yeah. Can I give his review no stars? I think you can give his review. You can <laughs> yeah. comment Was on this review. review helpful to you? Hell no. 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 Is there a hell no button? There's some comments on his review. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. It was helpful. Oh, there's, it, there's some it, good it chewed comments. up 15 minutes of this radio show. As someone says, uh, David commented on his comment, not exactly sure what the reviewer was reading, but How to Brew is one of the most approachable brewing books out there. Uh, etc. Yeah. Uh, Ma- uh, Marty says you seem to be uh, blaming the author for what is very obviously your failure. The number of five star <laughs> reviews for the book speak volumes about its quality. And uh, look who the third comment's from. Oh, our boy Kevin Pratt. Yeah, good boy. Says uh, <laughs> oh, beer brewing good. certainly does have its own language. Oh, my boy. Born by centuries of culture and blah, whatever. Whatever, Pratt. No, but look no, at the, no, bo- no, the bottom one. Yeah, you seem one. to know yourself. <laughs> a rich and deep hobby is not within your abilities. <laughs> ah, there you go. Perfect. There we go, Pratt. That a boy. <laughs> Pick up whittling or something. <laughs> Less detail and something you can approach without prior knowledge may be your best path. I recommend parrots since they must learn you. Perfect. <laughs> and all, <laughs> all these three is that comments. Pratt? Yeah. yeah. Nice. All these three comments are from uh, what? What day is it? Six? Five? Today, probably. Yeah. It was from yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> from the 5th. <laughs> well, yeah, Palmer posted this on Facebook. Yeah. So people saw it. Well, and listen, I didn't bring this up because I feel that Palmer needs defense, nor did I bring it up because he's my friend. I just It just annoys me when people are stupid. And that was right. stupid. At least stupider than you. Yeah. And, and that's what really annoys me. Because <laughs> it makes me feel like, how is that possible? <laughs> yeah. You know, it makes me hate the world. Like somebody right. hating strippers. Come on. It's impo- exactly. It's I yell at JP like for that all the time. The guy hates strip clubs. Pisses me off. Or, or just when you start like, oh, I don't like that one. Yeah. <laughs> She's naked. Come on. <laughs> That's a naked broad right there. Right there. And she only wants a dollar. <laughs> what is not to like? That's right. Well, I'll tell you what. You can get on Dan's <clears throat> wish list. Uh, among them are Grace Potter and the Nocturnals CD. Okay. Trade chart patterns like the pros. 
introduction to modern power electronics. I mean, the guy just sounds like... And I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know anything about anything. Strategic stock trading. Master personal finance using Wall Street window stock investing strategies. (laughs) Well, you're just outing him, aren't you? Yeah. (laughs) A complete guide to covered calls. I don't know. The guy sounds like a douche. Oh, and a Surefire uh, LED light. That's actually a rad light. I have it. Do you have his email address? No. I don't know. Maybe. I want to get Dan on the show. His wife's name is Dottie. Oh, get Dottie on. See all the things you can find yeah. out just on Amazon? It's really creepy. I want to start a new segment called I'm a Fucking Idiot. Dan and Dottie. With Dan and Dottie. <laughs> <laughs> and we need to meet oh, Dan. Let's try to find Dan's profile. Hmm. It's it's crazy the way you can look things up, JP. And just... This week on Dan and Dottie, I don't understand the newspaper. <laughs> so I burned it. <laughs> oh well, Dottie, Dottie on her wish list has the five thousand year leap, the thirtieth anniversary edition with a Ford by Glenn Beck. Mm-hmm. Oh, All right. right, enough about Dan and Dottie. No, okay. well, we got to send him a parrot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next it, week on Dan let and Dottie, them. urination for dummies. That should be. That should be. We it should. seemed complicated, so I burned it. <laughs> Scott, let's write. Let's let's write something. Dan and Dottie need a skit. <laughs> yeah, they do. Dan and Dottie just became the best characters of 2011. Besides, uh, fucking, who's that guy that called on Friday? Not Carlos Mencia, but. I don't know. No, whatever. Oh, the other Mexican guy. <laughs> I want to panel with you. Oh, George Lopez. George Lopez. Why didn't you start with that? I would have known right away. Because I forgot. <laughs> I don't know his name. I just know his stupid accent. <laughs> oh, yes. All right, thanks to our sponsor today, More Beer. You can go over to morebeer.com, get all your brewing supplies. They've been with us since uh, negative day one. They've been with us for a long, long time. And a great group over there. You can find everything you need for brewing over at morebeer.com. And, um, yeah, we like them. They believe. Today on the show, we have Mountain Goat Brewing out of uh, Australia. It's our Like the name. Yeah, and I knew you would, Doc. It's our annual pre-game, pre-game, pre-game show. Here on the Brewing Network, Ooh, nice. and uh, we forgot that it was the Super Bowl this year until a couple days ago, and realized, oh yeah, we have to do our annual early show. So that's where we are, and we thought it'd be funny to get the uh, well somebody who only cares about what they would call real football and not what we call football on the show. So we have an Australian guest today, and we're going to be talking to um, Jane Lewis, who uh, is a female brewer over there. Has apparently been brewing for a long time. Got to talk to her for a couple minutes yesterday. A little pre-interview. I think I did the pre-interview over the air accidentally. Are you serious? Yeah, well, I had just finished doing Bruce Strong, and I think I forgot to switch over to automation. Oh. And I'm pretty sure that after the interview, I looked up and went, oh, okay, everyone just heard the pre-interview. <laughs> <laughs> that was a stupid broadcasting Everybody move. that was listening. I went. Then I went and threw myself on the fire. I've never done that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't understand. Yeah. Uh, Dan and Dottie would approve. <laughs> and they won't know what to expect from the actual interview. The Brewing Network news team is telling me that today is uh, John Foster's birthday over at, um, what's his podcast called? Beer School. Beer School, that's right. <laughs> over at Beer School. Happy birthday to John Foster yes, sir. at Beer School. Yeah. Good guy. Oh, yeah. Did you say how old he is? It didn't say. What if you, how old would you guess John Foster is, oh, Doc? Yeah. It's tough to say. That's tough with him. Yeah, it doesn't even say on his He is tough Facebook to page. guess. He's because he, yeah, he could be quite old or quite my age. He's one of those guys that you don't know. I'm going to go 44. No, you think so? Guess, yeah. He's younger than that. Yeah, you think young? I think probably younger than I th- 35 or 36. Really? I'm thinking he's, he's younger no, than No, I don't think he's much younger than 44. Really? I think he's probably 40 ish. Oh. 
right? What do you think, Chad? Come on, you 42. know what 42. Know. He kind of looks he... like Zach Galifianakis. Is yeah. it on his... Uh... No, it's not. No. But, you know, he, he like looks the same. He'll always party. look the same. He looked the same probably in... 12... <laughs> when he was 24? <laughs> no, when he was in, in a senior in high school running the projector. Yeah. <laughs> right. All bearded and weird. The AV guy. He does look like uh, Galifianakis. Kind of. His name is. But, yeah, it's, it's, hot. it's tough to tell. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, in 10 years, he's going to look exactly the same. Somebody call in and tell us how old uh, John Foster is. How about John Foster call in and tell us how old John Foster is? You want to put that portable phone in front of one of you, too, so you can see when it rings? Yes. All right. I mean, that's kind of a gay version of Zach Galifianakis, but (laughs) (laughs) pretty much like... Looking at John's picture on his Facebook now and... Stalking him. Yeah. That's like a drunken gay version. (laughs) And the 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 glass of beer takes almost as much of the frame as his face. Good beer. I love that sweaty bastard. All right. Happy birthday, Foster. He's a good dude over there at Beer School. Beerschool.com. Uh, all right. A couple of announcements. You know, uh, we have that new TV show, that newfangled beer TV show coming out. Oh, that's a good one. It's called BYOB TV on Coffee TV 20, K- Cable 13. Ooh. Why do they do that? I don't Why can't they just be whatever button they are? And does anybody call it a button anymore besides me? No, it you keep to, saying that. It's 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 button 13. And I'm it going, used to be a button. I know you remember, Tasty. Oh, remember yeah. when you had a box? <laughs> well, yeah, the little white had, buttons. And it had push 13 in the thing. buttons on it. That's all you needed was 13, <laughs> Or maybe too, yeah. it had like 24, but, yeah. but you actually pushed the button. I thought yeah. they called it the clicker. It, yeah. No, well, there was that. That was before. Before, before the remote, it was a box that was yeah. wired to the TV, but it was, it was cool because you could stretch it all the way over to your recliner and then push the button. And, you know, it was a giant box. Well, before that, with the clicker, and you had to run the dial all the way around to get you. Oh, right! It only went one direction, yeah. and, it, yep. and it would click up. You click up or down. Then it got into oh. the up. The, the oh, up, then up or down direction. Wow. Click up, click down. But you, if you wanted channel seven, you're on third. You had to go all the way. All the well, way and of course, you had to put it to UHF or VHF as well. Yes, yeah, <laughs> on the on the dial true. below it, yeah. and then mess with the the rabbit ears. My uncle Tony and Aunt Gloria had that, and they had the box, and uh, it would have been. I would have had to tell my Aunt Gloria we're on button thirteen. Like, even now, she probably still would have the thing. Did they have foil on the antenna? <laughs> they did, yes. They did yeah. have foil. Yeah. Must really work. Yeah. So between qu- clickers and uh, rotary phones, people just spend their whole lives watching things go in a circle? Pretty yeah. much. It's, life is a circle. Ooh. Yeah. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> All right. So uh, TV 20, channel button 13. Um, yes, sir. To go there. But anyway, we're doing our casting call, and the casting call ends real quick. What we need is home brewers and or beer lovers who want to compete to be the best brewer in the Bay. Dan I, and Dottie. It is. <laughs> maybe Dan. Oh, perfect. They're craft brewer lovers. Damn it, but they're in Connecticut. Yeah. You have to be in the Bay unless you want to fly out for all of our shoots, which happen across like a 10-week period. Uh, but anyway, if you're in the greater Bay Area, uh, you know, San Jose, Sacramento, we don't care, all over the Bay, uh, Stockton, and you'd like to be on the show, we'd like to hear from you. You can send an email to, is it just JP now, for now? Yeah, J- uh, JP at the Brewing Network. JP at the Brewing Network.com. You can go over to our uh, Facebook, Facebook, which is what? Brew Your Own Beer TV. Just, just type that in. What if you type in BYOB TV? Does it come up then? I don't know. Let's find out. Why don't you put, you know, button 13, would it go? You created a separate Facebook for it? Yes. Uh, no, it will not come up. You have to, if you, if you type in brew, if you type in brew, we're the third one down. Okay, there we go. Hmm. Today. So, today. This, today. the casting call actually ends on what day? The 15th. Of entries, February. Of February. Entries must be into me That's by the 15th. That's a week from today, so get That's them in quick. 
We might even have uh, an official casting call before then. So do it tomorrow. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you'd like to be involved, we want to hear from you. Uh, send an email now to jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. You must include a picture. Can we get t-shirts say, that say Button 13, the beer show on Button 13? <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would be pretty cool. Kind of retro. Super. <laughs> we could have a picture of the box I'm talking about. With someone pushing the button. What would I look up on, on Google Images to see that box? I'll bet you could find one probably on eBay. <clears throat> Let's see. I, I guess probably Clicker box. is probably or the TV remote box. TV remote. You, that's going to come up with all just nude shots. It's it's almost impossible <laughs> to type something into Google Images and not come up with just a bunch of stills from porn. There's a bunch of stupid boxes that hold a remote, like a cigar box that you put a remote yeah, in. Who well, the hell does that? Well, because you, know, you don't want all the remotes cluttering up the table, and you know, you got to keep all those remotes in one place. You put your weed in there next to it. That's probably what most of them TV are. TV remote clicker. What were those things called back in the day? Tasty? Come <laughs> Ant- on. Antique. I don't know. That was a, vintage, put a vintage. remote. It was called a remote, right? We still called it a remote, even though it was hard to tap. Vintage right? TV what? remote. Vintage remote. Oh, I see some of them. Yeah, I do see some handheld clickers here. <laughs> some of them had like four buttons. I remember the I remember the four button one. What did the what could you switch? I guess you only had four channels. On and off, yeah. up and down, and I think it changed to UHF. Up and down. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't see the big box though. Maybe my get... maybe Aunt Gloria and Uncle Tony were just high tech back then. Actually, are they, are they uh, no longer with us? They are no longer with us. Oh, so you can no call them. Oh, it'd be great if I had called my Uncle Tony. He was such a grumpy old bastard. Would have been fine. His first, his answer to the phone would have been, "What the fuck are you calling me for? It's Sunday." <laughs> It's early. It's spaghetti day. What are you calling me for? I got a sauce on. <laughs> Uncle Tony. Uncle Tony was it's the, the, the double button one? Yeah, she didn't curse very much. My favorite line ever from Uncle Tony. You know how uh, people go trick-or-treating way too late in their lives? You know, you got like 18-year-old kids that come around knocking and, on and your they, door. They, they put on a stupid hat. Yeah. Barely. And they come around your house for candy. Wait, and they have a suitcase, or I mean a, a pillowcase that they um, yes. yeah, just... Stripped off their bed or something. And they get older and older every year. It used to drive my Uncle Tony crazy. So eventually, you know, they'd come knock at the door. He'd open the door. There'd be some guy with a beard there. Yeah. You know, trick or treat. My Uncle Tony would go, trick or treat! Join the army! And he'd slam the door <laughs> in his face. <laughs> it was great. I used to just go to his house on Halloween to listen to that. It would happen ten times a night. That's my favorite Uncle Tony story. That's good. All right, what else is in the news or announcements here? Uh, there's merchandise in the store, and more will be added this week. I might add some uh, uh, Winterfest glasses to the store. Might. Because we have like 100,000 No, we have over. like 10. 10 leftovers. Yeah. So I'll put 10 of them in the store. You guys could buy them. Um, and you can ship them full of beer? Well, yeah. we could. We can drink they them. They won't arrive first. with beer. But. Yeah. Well, you have to this end up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a wrap right over it. Yeah. <laughs> To stand up. I feel like I'm missing an important announcement, but I don't have it written down, so... Something in your head? Hmm. Oh, I remember. Fuck you, Dan. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Downtown Joe's? Why don't we find have our listeners find this guy? Code, do me a favor. Find Dan and Dottie <laughs> for us. He'll find him. He'll, we'll have that within the he'll hour. Call, he'll have their home phone and their cell numbers. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh... Subscribe and join the BN Army. You get auto entry into the More Beer Donation Giveaway. Uh, just become a monthly donor by hitting the Subscribe Now button on the homepage. All these updates you can find on Twitter and Facebook. Facebook. 
Uh, send your show ideas, and you know we need them. Uh, we we're, need we're six years into the into the program, and still looking for for what you guys want to hear. Always interested. Uh, some topics we'd like to rehash, and and we're always looking for new ones too. So send your show ideas to Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send everything else to JP. No, I don't like that. He's been doing a, doing a great job doing things. Thank really. you. Doing things and stuff. Send it to JP at thebrewingnetwork.com, including your casting stuff for BYOB TV on Coffee TV 20 Button 13. Yes, sir. Uh, if you have any questions about that, go to our Facebook page and it answers everything. I don't want to sit and type to fucking 10 different people because you can't go, go look it up on Facebook that we already just told you where everything is. Right. Just look it up on Facebook. Thank you. Facebook. Okay. Chat, do you have announcements today? I do. I bet he does. Okay. Uh, Shat's announcements are brought to you today by Downtown Joe's in Nepas. And uh, we'll be there on February 27th, Sunday, February 27th. We're back with Colin for another live show, and we'd love to see you out there with us. Tattoos? So, uh, oh, should we do the tattoo regroup rehash show? I do need to get Terrence's touched up. Yeah, you do. Uh, that's all fun. It's all blotchy and dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, so is he. Yeah, well, he's not blotchy. Well, no. Well, oh, really oh, so parts I've seen. Best story from Winterfest was uh, you know Big Joe Hurt came up to play yeah. uh, again this year, and he played a set. And in the middle of a set, he had me come up, and and we did this whole uh, this whole gag where I introduced. I said, you know, the BN's kind of a big deal. We get all sorts of acts and famous people who follow us and like to come to our gigs. Uh, please welcome Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish to the stage. And so and then up comes Terrence, uh, who looks a lot like Darius Rucker, and he comes up and he sings a Hootie and the Blowfish song. And I, I'm not shitting you. All kinds of chicks, and even the cops that were there to like monitor the festival, all came up with their camera phone, their cell phones, they're all taking videos and pictures. Afterwards, they're asking for his, uh, his autograph. Wow. And I'm just laughing my ass off at everybody. I didn't hear you announce it, but I, I heard him playing, and so I went over there, and I'm going, Moody! Yeah. Moody! And people are looking around, and then there's a couple people taking pictures, so more people are taking pictures, and <laughs> I guess I heard some guy go, that, that, that can't be him, is it? And I think someone looked him up online, Oh, and it was like, that's not him. <laughs> But well, he could have just put on a pound or two, right? Still been him. Sorry, but, uh, Terrence. It was good. It was a real good time. Well, during the song, the only person I could tell that didn't know it wasn't Hootie was the other black guy at the festival. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I walked by him, and he just kind of looked at me and was shaking his head, going, and all he was saying was, "That's fucked up, man." <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was my favorite part of the day. I have to admit. It was a good festival. Well done to uh, all the BN staff and the volunteers, and we had a nice turnout, even though it was raining. Uh, thanks to all the breweries that came and donated beer. Uh, some of you donated a, a ton of beer, and that was just awesome. And some of that beer is now in my kegerator, which is even more awesome. <clears throat> so it was a good fest, uh, really. Thanks to everybody for coming out. Uh, we'll be working on some new ones in the future, and we'll let you know about that. Okay, uh, Shet's announcements. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the brewery is still having their uh, the homebrew comp, uh, 300th batch. Entries must be received by February 14th. Uh, this is a great opportunity to brew a beer with the brewery down in Orange County. Uh, get your entries in. It's 10 bucks a pop. Uh, goes to a great charity, but this is a GABF Pro-Am competition beer if you do win. What's the... Uh, what's the- particulars what kind of beer so pretty much uh bjcp categories 13 f 16 17 18 22 and 23 so all, specialties all and strong and big strong basically big things, yeah yeah that's weird i think i'm gonna put the ice uh 
Yeah. Uh, the ice brush in, in there. All right, we'll get it in. You have to till the uh, Valentine's Friday, Day. Friday, isn't it? Yep. Excellent. Uh, AHA rallies coming up on the 20th of this month at Santan Brewing Company in uh, Chandler, Arizona. Uh, 24th, they're going to be out at the Highland Brewing Company in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, another rally in, at St. Arnold Brewing Company in Houston, Texas on the 27th. And then on uh, March 12th at Stone Brewing World Bistro and Gardens down in uh, Escondido, California. Uh, what else do I have here? Oh, the World Cup of Beer competition. Uh, this is put on by BAM, the Bay Area Mashers, in uh, Oakland. Or actually, it's going to be in Berkeley at uh, Trumer, as it always is, on the 2nd of April. But uh, entries are going to be... Uh, due between February 18th and, I believe, March 12th. Yep, March 12th is the deadline for that one. Uh, you can just go to worldcupofbeer.com for all the info on that one. And that's all I got. All right, good job. Don't forget, the Shats Announced brought to you by Downtown Joe's. You can go to downtownjoes.com. Send Colin an email. He loves to talk to you. And come join us out there on February 27th. It's our Sunday show, live remote from Downtown Joe's. Hey, Jip, can you find out what time it is in Australia for me? I sure can. I have a feeling that uh, it's. Uh, I think it's eight o'clock a.m. Um, on uh, Monday. That's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, <laughs> eight a.m. Which means that Jane will not be ready for us for another hour. I think. I think she told me she was expecting her call at nine a.m. She said she's an early riser. So, yeah, but I don't see her on her. So am I on her Skype right now. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm wondering if she thinks she's not on for another hour, which means we should take our time with the feedback segment. <laughs> <clears throat> I guess. Oh, we get feedback? We do. I was going to save it to the end of the show, but being that I don't you, see Jane there. You know how I hate that. Guess what he's doing now. I'll be all right with you, Doc? I'd be great. <laughs> all right, feedback's brought to you today uh, by Beersmith. You can go to Beersmith.com, get a free uh, 21-day trial of the software. He also has a new book out from the Beersmith blog, and uh, it's got all the best stories over the last couple of years in there. And uh, I actually talked to Brad from Beersmith the other day. Uh, I'd never spoken to him on the phone before, but he's a real good guy and a nice guy, and he's working on a full uh, software update right now. Um, so, that, so the software just keeps getting better and better. It's all—it's already pretty rad, and just keeps getting better. Says a lot of you have given him a great response uh, to his software too, and so he was thankful for that, and so am I. But go to beersmith.com, get your free 21-day trial. That way, you don't have to take my word for it. You can check it out yourself, see how you like it. The interface is just awesome. And uh, like I said, keeps getting better and better. So check it out. Uh, where is the brewery? Are they near Queensland? They they're Richmond. near Melbourne. It's in Richmond. Richmond. Oh, okay. Well, because it could be eight in the morning there, or it could be seven in the morning there. Right. See, that's what I was afraid of. That because if they're in Queensland near Queensland, uh, it's seven. But if they're near Australian capital territory, it's eight. I think it, it's, I, it's eight. It's eight. I, I looked. Yeah, I'm, I'm positive. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. If she comes online and, checked out. in an hour, then... Uh, Get it? Positive. Being positive is not always a good thing, huh? That's right. No. Don't be a... No. <laughs> oh, my God! You've got mail. Kick it. I do have a lot of feedback today. Uh, let's see. Dear Justin and his cast of Unpaid Thousands. I wish I was able to listen to your show live more often, but with two young kids, most of the show is taking place while my wife and I are winding their days down and wrangling them off to bed. I'm glad Justin is back in the saddle, drinking-wise, and on the mend. The show on the 9th was great, but the overall feel was definitely different, actually in ways that I would never have expected with JP at the helm. 
I would have expected the attitude-tinged goofiness to have continued or to have some sort of downward spiral of humorous discontent. But instead, it ended up much more straight ahead with an almost serious tone at times. What the fuck? JP's self-deprecating comments filled the gap, I guess. His backwards word game was a bit painful, though. Still on that. (laughs) Still on that. I'm still hurting on that. Although he did have a good suggestion. He says if you ever do it again, it helps to slow down the cut when it's played backwards. That's what I said. Okay. On that fucking show. (laughs) That's weird that he had that same idea. But he said the Brett info was great. Thank you to Nate. Uh, JP really did do a great job despite what he thinks. I've listened to every single show you guys have ever posted, and this was an excellent first shot. Thank you. Uh, I told my wife that I was going to listen to the BN Awards show no matter what. First had difficulty getting the audio feed, uh, so I missed your big announcement, which was about the TV show there, Tim. I did manage to finally get the feed and listened while I made dinner, while we ate dinner, and then ditched into the garage to finish the show. Entertaining as always, but I have a complaint. No drunk of the week. I can't remember if this has been in the case in past award shows, but I worked hard on my resume and was poised ready to call in at the end, and it never came. Yet another disappointment and a line of difficult times for me in 2011. We did a drunk of the week. Is that really part of his line of dis- disappointments in 2011? Because if so, his life overall is pretty good. <laughs> have to be I classified think he was all geared up. He had carved out the time for it. <clears throat> right. He had permission from the higher ups. I think we probably True. didn't do one. I think we did. We did. Bub was our drunk of the week. We yeah. were very half-assed oh. about it. Oh. And you know what? It was a five-hour show, so do you right. want it to be six? Right. And sometimes you just got to call in at the end, yeah, you know, whether think, we've announced it or not. Right. I don't think my wife believed me that I was doing the show the whole time. Oh, yeah. I'm coming home right after the show. Which you did do. You yeah. left after the I, show. Right after the show. And I was like, get the stink <laughs> Maybe eye. she thinks the show is like a, an Asian chick's name. The show? <laughs> I did the show. I was in the show for five hours. <laughs> what? Well, she'll know that's a lie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, instead of heading to a parent-teacher conference week with a joyful hangover, I was just a little bit more bitter. Oh, God. Is this Alonzo? No. Because <laughs> we get every detail of his stupid life. Keep up the good work on your shows. <clears throat> Cheers from Tim. Thank you, Tim. All right. So, I got a couple bits of feedback about my brewing fuck-up that I was talking about last week. Yeah? My My half-hopped... Probably good. Hoppy beer. You're not bitter IPA. Yeah. Uh, Greetings, my networks. Just listened to the latest episode of the session and got a laugh out of Justin's underhopping of his latest brewing attempt. I have a similar tale, although I can't blame it on a computer or piece of software. This was all me. I I brewed a 100% Citra IPA weekend before last, and instead of weighing my hops at uh, 28 grams to an ounce like the rest of the world does, uh, or the rest of America does, I weighed them at 16 grams to an ounce for some reason. I didn't realize it until I brewed again this past weekend while weighing hops and immediately realized my fuck-up from the previous week. Mm, That'll get you shot sometimes. He says, now I'll have a 50 IBU Citra Pale Ale instead of a 90 IBU IPA, uh, which is what I intended. Still drink it. Just wanted to share my F up and tell Justin to brew on. I know you've had more than one mistake in your illustrious homebrewing career. Oh, that's not nice. But it's not the end of the world. Cheers, guys and gal. Todd from Oklahoma. All right, well, thanks for uh, commiserating with me. I appreciate that. Uh, here's another one. This is about how to fix it, my screw-up. Hey, Justin, I heard about your recent brew session, man, and it reminded me of a recent experience of mine. After the hop harvest was in last year, I brewed up a 10-gallon batch of 1060 OG pale ale with a little homegrown centennial for bittering, and about 8 ounces of nugget bursted in exponentially over the last 15 minutes of the boil. Burst. 
Uh, average AAU numbers for those hops would have put the beer at around 60 IBUs. But the hop seems to have gone weak sauce this year. And, uh, and the final beer tasted more like a 25 IBU beer. Lots of perfumey nugget flavor and aroma. Uh, also, I had used the Scottish Ale Strain from Y East, Y East 1728 for the first time, which left me with a 1017 final gravity. Yeah, that'll do that. He said, which is real, fl- so it's now a real flowery and sweet beer. So what did he do? I dosed half of it with Brett, the uh, Bruxelles, I think, blend, yep. uh, directly into the corny keg. Two to three months later, it was down to 1011 and had a great Brett character. Love that stuff. Too bad it's all gone. So don't worry about your underhopped ale. Just dose that shit. Uh, thanks for all the BN stuff. Cheers from Andy. I'm sick of your mistakes. <laughs> Come on. I know. You weren't here last year when I was bitching about my mistake. Last month, I mean. Last show. Whatever it was. Last thing. I think it's not a bad idea to throw some Brett in it because it's going to be too sweet and underhopped. Yep. So why not get that shit way down with something that'll keep eating? Um, I don't know. At least do it with one of the kegs. Oh, yeah. Well, what else are you going to do with it? Throw it away or just like try to give it away or whatever you're going to do with it? I'll, I'll try everything before I dump it. Yeah. Experiment. It, it's a clean beer. It's just uh, we have some Brett. balanced right. Well, here's what I've done. I've already I kegged up half of it already, and I left the other half in the fermenter. I think it's actually not done fermenting even with the primary yeast. So I'm I've I've ramped it up uh, uh, according to Jamil's advice to 72 degrees. Uh, it had been already fermented, you know, for like a week. So yesterday I ramped it up to 72, and I'm letting it sit for another few days, see if it'll go down that way. And then he's forcing me to do the can you brew it episode with it because we. Because we should, Good I guess. and bad, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so whatever. We get another episode of me being a doofus. Um, but I think that we have some good information, some good takeaways from it. But anyhow, after we taste it on that show, I think I'll probably Brett one of those kegs. Why not, right? Yep. What have I got to lose? And maybe the other one, I might try some of those hop extracts that we talked about on last week's show. Sure. So I can try two different solutions and see if either one of them... Can save save Justin's beer. Should be a new show we do. Yeah, <laughs> I could brew more often, and every time yeah. it would be a save Justin's beer episode. A new save. Yes, you, you wouldn't know? have to worry about episodes. <laughs> That's right. We'd always have content. Yes. We'd have a constant. <laughs> Source of content. Is my impression that that's a catch-all accurate? We pitching Brett to a beer that hasn't like fermented properly. It's I'm not, hearing that a lot. It's not really fixing it. It's just yeah, saving something it. different. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not shit dumping it. Shit yeah. out. Yeah, I mean because it, a regular brewer's yeast is probably done, and you, you, there's a couple might take it down a little bit more, but it's pretty much done. And Brett will eat through things that a regular brewer's yeast won't. So it's like a fat chick. It, yeah, pretty much. It eats more. Yeah. So you get leftover McDonald's or something. And plus, in this case, and it's not necessarily a catch-all, but in this case, it sounds like it might work too because a, a yes. ni- I've had a lot of nice Brett beers that aren't that are not hoppy, which is what the the main problem well, with this be. beer is too. It's not hoppy. What so the, what was the final gravity on this? Mm. <laughs> you would have had to take the reading to know that. Yeah, I don't know. I can still check. I can still test it. Yeah. I'll bet because it's in the fermenter. So. But will yeah. you? Probably not. You could have tested it when you kegged it too. No, I was busy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I, that, that I was involves busy going math. to bed. That involves math. Yeah, or at least reading the numbers. Exactly. So well, I discovered this. I discovered what I so. I discovered what I have. I discovered what I have this week. My therapist was telling me what I have. I was complaining to my therapist about my frustration with numbers. I was basically complaining about how stupid I am uh, with math. And he said that there's a word for what I am. Mentally handicapped. (laughs) He said, you're stupid. Mm -hmm. What is it called again, JP? I think I'm incalculate. 
<laughs> Not he made that. You word are up. incalculate, but it's uh, discalcula. I, I have discalcula. Here, Actually, what? he said uh, the, the name for my therapist said I'm innumerate. Here's but the, then I looked no. up enumerate, which means I can't do anything. I can't even do like two plus two, and I can do that. I sent you the link. So I'm. I, I don't think I'm innumerate, which means I really couldn't even. I could do nothing at all, which isn't necessarily <laughs> is, the case. Is that why you never grabbed the check at dinner? Yes, yeah. because it's not my fault. I can't do anything about it. Yeah, you oh, you want to run down the uh, symptoms? What's it called again that I have? Discalcula. I'll yeah, show you I, the link. I have discalcula. You want to run through this couple of symptoms? Yes. All right, let's, let's, let's play the game. Do you have frequent difficulties with ar- arithmetic, confusing the signs plus, minus, division, and, and uh, multiplication? I don't confuse the signs, no. Okay. I saw the sign once. Uh, difficulty with everyday tasks like checking change and reading analog clocks. Yes. I totally have that. Yeah. Analog clocks. Yeah, man. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Like, I got this analog uh, no, watch, okay. and I'm like, I have no idea what fucking time it is. I'll pull my phone out before Which I check my watch. Yeah. I can do clocks, but I, but normal change, things like that, yeah. Look at my it. watch. It drives, drives my kids nuts. I think your watch says it's one fifteen. There's, there's no numbers on my watch. Yeah. It's just Movado, right? Yeah, so I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an, uh, let's see, uh, uh, difficulty with multiplication tables and subtraction tables, addition tables, division, yes, mental, yes, mental yes arithmetic? All. Yes to all. All right. Mental. Um, oh, you're fine. Do you have difficulty with conceptualizing time and judging the passing of time? Mm. May be chronically late. Yes. Or early. And you're a radio host? <laughs> <laughs> I can um, gauge time pretty well. But you are chronically late. You are, small content. you are chronically late. I'm chronically late, yes. Um, but that's because you're a dick. It has yeah. nothing to do well, with your numbers. <laughs> no, that's true. How, uh, do you have particular difficulty little mentally little back, estimating the measurement of an object or distance? Oh, definitely. I'm pretty sure my penis is 18 inches. Yeah, <laughs> uh, often unable to grasp and remember <laughs> mathematical concepts, rules, sequences. I don't even know what any of those are. Exactly. Yes. Because you just um, glossed over and said, hey. Yes. Uh, inability to read a sequence of numbers or transposing them when repeated, such as turning 56 into 65. No, no. I'm good with that. that. Uh, do you have do difficulty you? playing games such as poker with more flexible rules for scoring? Mm. You mean like, like everything's wild? <laughs> uh, no. This condition may lead in extreme cases to a phobia or durable anxiety of mathematics and mathematic yes. numeric devices and coherences. Yeah, I cry, remember? I just cry. I sit and cry when, when it comes to... Dipping? Hey, Justin, Long figure division. out the bill and the Oh, tip. God, no. I just hand, now I just give the bill to my girlfriend. And go, go just, here. Do, just sign Pull out it. the iPhone app. I have To that. fucking move a decimal place over and multiply by two. I don't even like doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have an inability to concentrate on mentally intensive tasks? No. Huh? No. Yeah, well. Like what? I don't know. As, I mean, as long as it's not mathematical, then no. Well, that's it. I, 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 I'm so I think sure. I'm, I, I'm about, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm about an 8 on the discalcula scale. Discalcula. But you have it. I have it. Yeah. And I was happy to know that, it, that other people, that if, it's a, if it's a description, yeah. if it's a word, then other people have it. And so I felt good about paying my therapist that day because he made me feel like I'm not as bad as But I you paid him $15 instead of 150 <laughs> Yeah. He probably fills out the check for so you. There's, other, there's other people with this affliction. Yes. So, yeah. so I felt better. I left that day feeling there. like, okay, it's not just because I cried through math class that I'm this way. <laughs> I wonder if you can get one of those uh, disabled person's uh, mm. placards for your car. Yeah. Now, that's a great but, idea. Oh, yeah. Do parking meters parking freak you out? Meter. Yeah. Oh, shit, I got to change. <laughs> yeah, they do. Dude. I can get out of tickets. You can, yeah, you can get out of speeding tickets. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going 75. I thought I was going 57. So, I don't know. It says 25 cents for 15 minutes. That's um, um, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they're paying me to park. Oh, I would love getting a handicap park. I get handicap parking. I get out. Some guy, you know, some paraplegic comes up to me, yells at me. Hey, what are you doing parking there? Hey, you get away from me. I have this calculator. You don't know what it's like you to feel know. different from everybody else. You try having this calculator. Yeah, push the joystick on your on your wheelchair and get out of my face. <laughs> Why don't you blow in your tube and go forward somewhere else? So the picture on the on the the placard is the little dude stick guy in the wheelchair and his head's exploding. Yes. <laughs> yeah. With with multiplication signs yes. coming out of the top of his head. You see that? That's me. Yeah. Hello. Explain I don't, myself to you. Well, how long are you going to be here? I don't know. Right. I can't tell time. Yeah. It's numbers, right? <laughs> Stupid. Ignorant. Ignorant. All right. So there we go. I have this calculator. I'm, I'm just happy to know what I have. Sometimes yeah, diagnosing, uh, getting the diagnosis yeah. is half the battle. Sure. Now, have, Next we'll work, you work on the drip for this. <laughs> I don't know because I don't. I, now that I know that it's a, a disease or whatever it is, he's helpless. I don't need help. Yeah. Justin, it's still not okay. It's fine. It's not okay. Here's what you do: you get a girlfriend who signs the check and a calculator when you need it, and you stop brewing. Okay. You know? <laughs> it's solved. Yeah. Problem solved. See, I, I, there's mechanisms you can use to make your life easy. Yeah, it's, it's called Vicodin. It's wait, called that, a girlfriend. You found, you found that mechanism. Yeah. yeah. The girlfriend signed it. Calculus. That's right. I just thought it was a calculator that insults you. <laughs> doing something, doing button, something about my problem would... <laughs> your mom's fat. Goes <laughs> against, Are you accepting you have a problem? Well, no, it goes against my other problem, which is really being lazy. <laughs> I mean, it would require me to work on... You work on your problem. True. Yeah. The procrastination? Yeah. So, you know, let's face it. Should we get some flashcards and work on some stuff? Fuck that. <laughs> if you want to see me, yeah, break down to tears, then yes. That is kind the, of. It's a surefire way to... Well, if I want to do that, I'll step on your dog's ribcage. I can see you and, <laughs> that will you do and Chad too. getting up early in the morning. You're just really tanning in your jammies. <laughs> get some coffee. And, and Chad's going, come on, I got a flashcard. Come on, go. Focus. Go. Oh. Focus. I can't do it. Focus. <laughs> I can't do it. Focus. I'm pretty sure that there are only two surefire ways to make me cry. One is, yes, if my dog dies. And the other is making me do math. Everything else, I'm fine. You guys could all die, whatever. I don't care. But my dog and making me do math. That should be a contest. Yeah, it'd be a good bit. Make Justin cry? Make Justin cry, Do math before Justin. Wow, come on. (laughs) It's easy. All right. If a train leaves a station at 6 a.m., Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> what color is the train? <laughs> uh, is it a friendly train? More feedback? What else do I have here? Oh, here's a question for you guys. Hey, guys. Uh, show sounded great. Enjoy the BNAs. Uh, I'm about 35 days away from uh, heading off to Afghanistan, uh, being uh, stationed there. I'm going to undertake, and before that, I'm going to undertake the biggest construction project of my life. I'm building a keyser. Which is what? Like a kegerator freezer? It's a stadium in San Francisco. Okay. Keysar. <laughs> Keysar. <laughs> uh, while that may sound simple enough, my hope is to build um, the entertainment center for my man cave around it. So it will sport eight taps and a 42-inch flat screen. <laughs> That's all? <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Uh, the design is done, and I think it will take me three or four days. Nine if I drink. To complete it. So here's the question. Where's the best place to purchase the Keyser plumbing? For what? Uh, well, you can go to our sponsor, More Beer. Yeah, that's, that's you can get all the stuff you need for it there, right? Mm-hmm. That's where I got mine. I mean, it's basically what? It's tubing, it's some couplers, it's the tap yeah. handles, it's the... Shanks. Shanks. Yeah. Regulators. Shanks. Um, all right. My kegerator's a keyser. I, I never call it. it sounds like no, I don't, you don't call it that uh, But uh, have them 
have them send me an email, and I'll send them pictures of mine. Okay, so I think I have yeah, you have you set up doc at thebrewingnetwork.com. Yep. You can yep. send. This is from Beer Sergeant. Send uh, uh, an email to Doc. He says, my kegerator was easy, but this one's a bit more difficult because he's doing three taps. He won't be using a tower. Um, his plan is to use a collar. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. He says, I've contacted a few companies, but when I say eight taps, they treat me like I have an alcohol problem and they don't want to contribute. Yeah, I, I, I have six on mine. No, six, yeah, six. And uh, I had to find a, a drip, drip tray and redo the collars on the inside and then the shanks going in the door and all that kind of stuff. So there's some there's some issues and okay so go to our friends over at morebeer morebeer.com and they will not treat you like a drunk they will embrace your uh eight tap they have everything you need okay thank you uh to beer sergeant what up bn staff and yeast infections i just want to make your egos a bit bigger than they already are great not possible uh i received word that my american brown ale won silver in the u.s brown ale category at the upper mississippi mash out in minneapolis minnesota nice. Janice brown Janice brown, brown. <laughs> he brings his entourage yep 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 yep, yep. <laughs> let's get started next year's real shit where is that <laughs> i don't know oh man my favorite part is just that yep 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 you get to meet me yeah, the, the, you had Vinny's beer. The, uh, Janice Brown? You're drinking the Janice Brown, right? It's his Bad Leeward Brown. It's a Janice Brown-inspired beer. Eric Nobody and I were brewing when we brewed the yeah. Janice Brown. Janice Brown. I like it. It's that got a little was, bit of Janice in it. I'm, I'm a big fan of this. Janice, Janice, Janice. When the Janice yeah. Brown was pouring there, it was kind of unique. Yeah. And it was dark. We'll definitely brew the Janets again. Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 Yep, 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 yep. I want to cut that out for my shows. Uh, okay. Uh, it was my third... Tone. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was my third competition entry, and my competition feedback and beers have progressively, uh, progressively improved. Oh, a lot to the BN. Uh, sometimes much? you fuckers <laughs> get off track, but Whatever. I still love the topics you discuss. Did I ever tell you about my engine in my car? <laughs> Not to get off topic, Is it but... big block or small I block? I have an engine... <laughs> P.S. I was loving the Butterface conversation a few weeks ago. Never heard Scott the Jew's view or Tasty's. Wondering how low those guys would actually go. (laughs) He does bring up another good point, though. He says, I'd like to hear some views and scores for butter bodies. Mm. Oh, you can't have a butter body. Butter bodies are less acceptable than a butter face. Well, you can, yes, but but the the butter no, you you can't go out with a butter body. There has been the occasion that the face is so gorgeous that a butter body is acceptable, but it's far less acceptable. Such as? I don't know. I've seen them walking down like street p- plus size um, modeling catalogs are always those chicks. Huh? They have like t- 30 extra pounds on them, but their faces are very pretty and they have thin faces and big bodies. Hey, That's butter body. Let me, let me let you, you can still feel fat in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that and that's why the butter face point. is more acceptable. Yeah, is that point. your huge labia? No, it's my stomach. Oh. <laughs> oh. It, that's the meat curtains. Oh. Ah, oh, roast beef. <laughs> All right. Arby's? <laughs> I'm thinking Arby's. So I guess we say say no to. There's just a, right. it's a you know you got to be a special type of person. Yes. No, no means yes. Yeah. Yes means anal. <laughs> okay. Uh, another <laughs> another uh, piece of feedback. How do I renew my AHA membership and BYO magazine so that you guys get the credit? Now this is a question we get a lot. Mm. AHA membership. It just go through the normal renewal process uh, through the BN site. You click on the AHA logo on our homepage and. Uh, 
you will then just go put in your existing AHA number. They'll recognize it as a renewal, but it came from our website, so they know uh, where it comes from. So that one's easy. BYO, not so easy. Um, the only thing I've been told from BYO is that you should email them after you right. renew and tell them, I renewed through the Brewing Network. So I, they made I, me. I apologize that's an extra step and a, and a pain in the ass, but they don't have anything in place to know how you're renewing from us yet. I'm hoping that they fix that. In the meantime, uh, just send them an email that says, I renewed through the BN, and they'll give us credit. Consider that part of your donation to the BN. Right. No. Yeah, and both. That, that part, links on the homepage? Part of it. It's, just, oh. it's, easy. it's a little bit of extra email, and it does help out, so... <clears throat> yeah, the BYO link is right there on the homepage, too. All right. Another one. Uh, hey, douchebags, I know you've got bills to pay. I get that. Thank really, you. I do. And who the hell am I to tell you how to run your business? I give you two bucks a month, and all of a sudden, I'm your CEO. <laughs> now, here's where he goes on to tell us how to run our business. Uh, but look, just my two cents for what little it's worth. I'll give you change. These live read promotions you guys are doing for some of your sponsors are now an, uh, annoying as hell. God help me if I have to listen to Justin make another forced segue into telling me what a great piece of software Beersmith is again in the middle of a conversation that has nothing the fuck whatsoever to do with the brewing software. And can we be honest here? Listening to Jamil plug Adam and Eve in the middle of Brew Strong is just embarrassing. <laughs> that is kind of awkward. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad for him, he says. The awkwardness is just pal- is palpable. Not the kind of thing that makes me feel like going online and ordering some porn. So, yeah, pay the bills and do what you need to do to keep producing a host of shows uh, that really I can't imagine living without. But for Christ's sake, can you keep the show the show and keep the commercials where they belong from Matt? Uh, no. 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 Nope. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if you didn't pay two bucks a month and maybe you did 600 right? then it might be then worth it talk, for us yeah. to reconsider. Well, we could cut because out Adam and Eve pay. So here's what happens. We actually get paid more for live reads, so you're just going to have to deal with it. Right. Uh, we have now become what they call in the business talent. And when the talent reads your ad, yes. the, the talent gets paid more. Yeah, nice. In this case, the talent is me. Can I read something and not get paid? Uh, no. Oh, and not get paid? <laughs> Absolutely. Not get paid, yeah. How about I charge the talent rate, you read it, I accept the payment. Works for me. Okay. And don't just tolerate it. It's Support for, the sponsor. It's, it's worked Isn't for six years. is the way years. it's worked so far? Yeah. Even if you don't like it, just do it. That's how it works. I would, I would put it to you this way. Maybe there's an upside to this. Our live reads tend to be pretty short, yeah. and occasionally we go off on a funny tangent where we right. fuck around a little bit. Whereas during the commercial break, you're just sitting there listening to commercials, which are always 60 seconds long. If we put these live reads into the breaks, the breaks would get longer. And, uh, yeah, so the, right. the deal is you're just going to have to live with it. We do our best to, to, to make them palatable. Nobody likes to listen to commercials, but yeah, it has to happen yeah. unless people start upping their donations. P.S. Yes. I enjoy listening to Jamil do Adam and Eve live reads. It is sort of funny. It's kind of funny. You know, and everyone I think, likes to have sex, so <laughs> you might as well enjoy yourselves. Right. And he always throws in something like, I, I don't care what you like. I don't care what you're into. I don't judge. <laughs> you can do what you want. I, it's not my thing. You know, I like that part, too. He always wants you to know that he accepts you for who you are. <laughs> Which Judgment is important. Free. <laughs> yeah. Post-op, he doesn't care. Anyway, sorry, dude. You're just going to have to deal with it. Uh, okay. Oh, this guy say, hey, Networks, uh, thanks for rescheduling the session this week for Super Bowl. I'm sure it's totally by accident, but you actually rescheduled so that us East Coasters can catch the show, too. Uh, excellent brewing TV show last week. I was listening to the podcast before the start of uh, one of my classes, and JP starts talking about how to rest your tool on your waistband so that you can pee hand-free. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. He says, I started laughing out loud in a quiet classroom full of 40 students. <laughs> I'm sure they thought I was retarded, so I guess I'm now kind of like you, assheads. Uh, anyway, I'm excited to hear about some Australian beer and really looking forward to picking up the new 21A uh, Bitter American. Uh, which we had at our Winterfest. Good and stuff. Man, yeah. I'm, good we have some stuff. in the fridge, too. I might get a bitter American at the break. It is actually, hey, that's I, my I birthday beer. Sully bring me some. Oh, yeah, Chad had a birthday this week. Oh, yeah, uh, happy birthday, Chad. You, what do you mean it's your birthday beer? You went and had it. It was birthday. a birthday present. Oh, to the that's what's in the fridge? Yeah. No, oh, I'm totally going to drink that. Oh, all right. Yeah. Excellent. That's fine. Um, that shit. Just trying to make a big deal out of me. <laughs> you are a big deal. <laughs> All right, here's a, here's a long question, guys. Soon you'll be a prober. <clears throat> Do your best. This is from Brett. Ouch. Ouch. Brett, as in Brett? Got a beer question. He says, two, two T's? He says, he, uh, uh, two T's. Here's my situation. A parent went away on a oh, week's wait. vacation. And I brewed an IPA using English malts and American hops, riffing on local uh, Brooklyn favorite Six Points Bengali lager. The OG was 53, and the IBUs were about 58. I mashed at 153 and fermented at 68 degrees. Well, that's a problem. When I checked the gravity after a week, it was at 14. But all my late hop character had been scrubbed out, and there was and there were no residual sugars from my nine pounds Marisotter, three quarter pound Carapils, three quarter pound Crystal 60, half pound Munich, half pound Crystal 120. Pitched Y East 1028, according to what Mister Malty told me to do, and there are none of the telltale signs of over pitching. It's just too clean, like a very dry APA. Mm-hmm. Um, so did this beer just turn out, is it just too small? I've reworked the recipe to kick up the OG and the IBUs to 65 and 63, respectively. But I was hoping you could help me upgrade my hy- hypothesis before I put another $40 and eight hours of brewing labor into it. Give up and burn it. <laughs> Toward the fire. He's trying to make up uh, an IPA? <clears throat> yeah. What did it finish at? Or an English IPA. English IPA. But four, you said 14, so 10, 14. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He just put, 10, yeah, it started, OG and was 10, dry? 53. 53 to 14, mashed at 153. That sounds right. Maybe he doesn't know what the term dry means. I mean, no offense, but, I mean, you finish at 10, 14 from that's 10, 53 when you have a, a shit ton of crystal in there? That still should be... <laughs> Sweet. That's, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's what he's asking. So maybe it's not that. Maybe the problem is his crystal. Check his hydrometer. Well, it's it's got a... His readings could be off. Pretty much a one-to-one BU to GU rating. So it's it's straight across. Okay. One-to-one. And so he might be getting a lot of of hops that are just trashing all his his malt. So Hmm. give it a little time to to mellow out a little bit. Yeah. And uh, Mm -hmm. see, see what happens after that. But... All the numbers and everything he did seems to be right. Okay. Yes. Uh, his mass temperature, all the crystal, everything else, and it, it should and, and finishing at ten fourteen, it should be at least some maltiness and some sweetness in there. I mean, I was hearing it. I thought it was maybe even too much crystal. I, I, was, I thought it was a lot. I, I was I was expecting him to say it was, it was way, it ended up not finishing as way too sweet and all this other stuff. Right. Which yeast? The ten twenty eight. Why yeast ten twenty eight? Yeah. Which and, is what is that? Uh, the English, uh, English, English, ESB London, maybe? London, Eng- yeah, it's, yeah, it's making an ESB. Mm-hmm. It looks like, but uh, give us some more time. Let let the you get a lot of uh, hops at the end. Well, maybe yeah, it's yeah. overcarbonated too. Overcarbonated, that, yeah, that that yeah. can scrub things out. It makes it acidic, and it and it, it actually makes it taste sharper, fl- sharper, yeah. flatter. It, it's Ugh. it's um yeah cleaner almost yeah so, crisper. Yeah, so if the beer's not clear, I would definitely clear it up because that uh, oh, you cloudiness get, will 
hold a bunch of hot bitterness. Yeah, the it. yeast bite kind of thing. So, yeah, let, let it settle out a little bit and give it a couple of weeks. That yeast is probably not a problem because it really drops out really well. Yeah. The other thing is, is give it time because, like you said, Doc, the, the hops will drop out after a yeah. while and you'll become maltier. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking with all the late hop additions, it... it uh, they're still floaties. They're still floaties. Yeah. There's a lot of things yeah. going on in there, and uh, give it a couple of weeks. Don't don't think you did anything bad. All those numbers sound like you did everything right. Right, right on. Yeah, don't um, don't rebrew it yet. At, at the at the least, you know, maybe stretching it. Look at your water. If you've got too much sulfate in there, it's going to come out that way. It'd be too sharp, kind of things like that. Okay, uh, but that that's that's stretching things. See, it sounds like you did everything right. All right. Okay. And, Fair enough. Uh, last one. Uh, it's from China. John from China, and he wanted uh, J- JP to read this in a, in a British accent. Oh, are you interested in doing that? I, I, I can try. This. Sure. Not sure what it is. But. Holy fuck! No, I can't. I can't. St- <laughs> I can't sustain an accent that long. I bet you can. Well, give it a shot. We'll make fun of you. <clears throat> it just starts here. And yeah, go. I don't know. I don't <laughs> so know. It's if a I lot can do shorter. It. Do it. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm not. I, I can't do it. What? I can't do it. Just try. Come on, Sean Connery. I'm not feeling that. Sean Connery. Come on. Sean Connery's Scottish. Well, what by the is. way, how dare you confuse it's a Scotsman with an Englishman? Yes, Mr. Morning Partner. I can't do it. Give it a shot. Don't I can't be such do a it. Pussy. I Just can't do start it. I tried, and it's not coming to me. Start. It's not coming to me. <laughs> okay, I can't do it. You're Think one, of something in English in your head, in British in your head. You're one of the couple sentences. Say those to yourself, and then carry on with this. Dear sirs, I am proud to say I have indirectly supported the Brewing Network. Yeah, you can't do it. See? Told you. <laughs> well, do awful. It. No, I, I know. Why did he think you could do an English accent? I don't know that. It, reading it's a whole lot different than just doing it. Yeah. That's true. Can you do a Cockney accent? <laughs> yeah, but oi. not very well. Just do that all the way there. Oi! 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 There! Oi! Oi! It's lovely. Good! Oi! Good! Liverpool! Oi! All right. Uh, anyway, basically he was saying, I supported the Brewing Network by purchasing a Blickman beer gun. Sweet. Uh, also would like to hear more about Mr. Tasty's. He calls you Mr. Tasty. Mr. Tasty's recent involvement with gelatin findings. Sounds like a chicken restaurant. I think, I think Papa Tasty's better. <laughs> Mr. Tasty has mentioned using findings in place of filtering, and I would like to know if he has experienced any difference in flavor perception. Yeah, better. Oh, I can answer that. Uh, no, it's about the same. Okay. He says, I find beer with gelatin findings to have a silkier texture. Ooh. Like pantyhose. Can you say silky in an English accent? That's to too? say that filtering would add a rough silky. 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 <laughs> Sharpness. He would also like to know if Mr. Tasty rehydrates Irish moss. That is very Chinese, Re-hydrates though. Mr. Mr. in front of everything. Yeah, I, no, no, I just throw the powder... Just well, no, right no, no, the, the, actually the Irish moss. Uh, remember oh. back when we used yeah, to Yeah, the, the old days, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um... Oh, yeah, I never did do that. When I had ours, I used to start a brew, and I threw it in there until I read somewhere that you should rehydrate it. And I would put it in a cup of water and rehydrate it and then throw it in. And about half the time, I'd be done, knocked out, and I'm looking at this glass of Irish moss that I should have thrown in there. Oh, yeah. So it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, it's probably better to do it that way. But but you have to remember things. You've got to remember to throw it in there. And so many times, I'm sitting there looking at this clear plastic glass with this... Cool rehydrated stuff is way too late because I'm already cooled down. Yeah. But now we use a uh, whirl flock. Yeah. Just throw some pellets in there. Maybe that hasn't made its way to China yet. Well, yeah. <laughs> whirl flocks. What JP is about the same thing as uh, Irish moss is powdered. Uh, there's there's more stuff in there, but it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. It has Irish moss in it. Oh, and and thank you for that big jar you gave me. That stuff. 
Oh, I did. You gave it the, the, the dust. Oh yeah, the leftover dust. I, yeah. I'm still you. That's I, and I measured it out. What what a teaspoon is? Yeah. How many pellets that is? And I just scoop it out and throw that in. It just makes it so much easier. All right. Thank you, JP. You're welcome. I think I forgot to put Warflock in my beard. Oh, you what did. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you put, also, put, it, put it in now. I also forgot to put the uh, the cane sugar that's supposed to go in there. Oh. But then wow. Jamil and I did end up putting it in at the end anyway, like after Flame Out. And I'm pretty sure that's why it ended up being like 1070, some stupid thing. That's fine. Do it. it works then. You can put it in when it's uh, fermenting. Yeah. It, that's cool. That's, that's, not a, that. that's not a big Justin fuck up. Okay, that's good. You can find all of this information in How to Brew. You can oh, find yes. how not... I should write the sequel, How Not to Brew, <laughs> by Justin Crosley. And I bet you that Dan and Dottie would love it. They would love it. They would be like, oh, this is great. That's exactly how we want it to brew. They'd probably make good fire fire. Yeah. This is even better kindling than the original. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to speak to Jane Lewis, who's the brewmaster over at Mountain Goat Brewery in Richmond, Australia. This is our pre... Super Bowl pregame show or pre-gaming. thing. And then we're going to go watch the Super Bowl ourselves. It'll be the first football game I've watched since last Super Bowl. That's really? weird. Yeah. All right, hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back with Mountain Goat Brewing. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. And the new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kennels, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess, the The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the, the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska, in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty crack cans. Tasty crack cans. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. 
White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Mother White Labs. It's all in the vial. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own Magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, Cretans. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. And this is our uh, pre-Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl pre-game show. Yeah, I'm getting all excited about that game. Are you? Not at all. Who's playing, Tasty? Uh, don't say you don't know. <laughs> Pittsburgh and uh, uh, Green Bay. There you go. All uh, right. It's not on the tip of my tongue. I mean, I really have to search. I figured it out like 11 o'clock last night. Yeah, I never know. Are you a football wait. fan, Moscow? No, I'm not, but yeah. I know who's playing in the Super Bowl. Who cares? That probably is against you're not a football yeah. fan, actually. Who, do you know who was in the Super Bowl last year? Uh, 
I know the Patriots won it. See, I suck at that stuff, too, because I'm actually a baseball fan, but I can never remember who was in the series. Of course, I'll remember who was in this the last series forever sure. and ever and ever yeah. and ever. But uh, other than that, I can never, yeah, if it's not one of my teams, I well, don't Well, that's know. why that shit doesn't matter. Uh, I hope I'm not wrong about the Patriots winning last year. I don't, I'm like 96%. J- chat one, though. Super Bowls don't matter. We'll get Shat back in here. All right, don't forget, you can watch this program, justin.tv slash Brewing Network, if you want to see all the action in the studio. Right now, you can see JP hiccuping into the microphone. Well, uh, I did it if once. If you were at uh, justin.tv slash Brewing Network, uh, you could see Tasty having a beer, and uh, you could see Scott being Jewish, which if you've ever seen before, it's... <laughs> My nose bumping <laughs> into the mic cover. Yeah, it just keeps <laughs> just keep running into things with his nose. Yeah. Now, uh, do you see, Moscow, that I have found the perfect place for your painting gift to the BN? Out of view of the webcam? Yes, I do see that. <laughs> well, there's nowhere to put there's it. There's not. There, no. and, and, and well, I you actually, could have moved the Cantillon poster up. Moscow gave me... Right oh, in, in fact, if you go to Pushy Jack's Facebook page, you can see a picture of it. I'll he, take he a picture. He actually posted it to the BN's Facebook page, and I know okay. that because I uh, got approached by a million people at the uh, Winter Brews Fest. Oh, about, people that had seen it and saying, oh, hey, I loved your painting. So. It's amazing. Moscow gave it to me at a Christmas show, and I absolutely love it, and, and finally found a home for it. I think it looks great there, but it is unfortunately off-camera. It's okay. It does look good there. However, we are working on a new camera system here in the studio where we'll actually be switching angles and directions. Oh. Um, so it requires some, some new equipment that we're not ready to uh, pay for, but... Uh, it will eventually, I think, make you it. You get one camera. little TV contract, and all of a sudden, it's multiple cameras. Hey, and That's going to make people want to throw up. I have to... I, I got to go get my hair did now, and... <laughs> Doc I, has the worst hat on. I have a new makeup person, and uh, that is a hideous hat. Wow, going to give Doc. me a seizure. That, that is on the camera if you go to justin.tv. I found this in my closet a couple weeks ago. I don't know how it got there. It's in my plethora of... Hats. I'm a bold guy. Yeah. You say the way I it's have the way it's of hats. <laughs> the way it's flashing. I just feel like. <laughs> yeah. I feel like giving you, you twenty bucks is what. It, <laughs> why'd you stop? It's very techno. See, I'm totally uh, wrong about the Patriots winning last year. I'm wrong. The, the Saints wrong. won last year. Oh, there you See, go. I, yeah, I'm. It's America's team now. Duh. But I'm a huge football fan. Nolans. I also hanged uh, the fine, uh, hung the uh, fine art uh, from Jake Keeler over at Brewing TV. Yeah, once again off camera and blocked by my uh, mic arm. That's so true. You However, can't do anything right. I thought that you would want to see it more than anyone, <laughs> so I put it right where you could always stare at it. I think we should have done the just like I've done with mine. I could you should have hung well. mine there, and I should hang yours right yeah. here. Yeah, a lot of art uh, entering the studio here. We're, we're artistic folk. We're becoming very artistic, tasty. I don't know yes, if you noticed. I'm that. noticing this. A lot of culture here. All right. Uh, more importantly, uh, our guest is on with us today. Sweet. From uh, live from Australia, Miss Jane Lewis of the Mountain Goat Brewery. Jane, you with us? Yes, I am. How you going? We're doing all right. Great to have you on the show with us. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Now, are you all prepared for the Super Bowl today, Jane? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Monday morning Super Bowl. Uh, right. Oh, well, absolutely. I'm sure I know just about as much about it as uh, the rest of you guys sound like you do. Right. <laughs> well, it, it's Monday uh, down there, so you've already seen it, so you know who wins. Oh, right? Right. Let me know what the line is. <laughs> Make some money. Yeah. yeah, that's true, actually. I should let you know, but no, I'm going to keep that one to myself. That's Damn it. Well, as long as you're aware that, you know, whoever wins the Super Bowl is the world champion. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same with our world champion San Francisco Giants and our world champion, like, whoever else. See, we... when they kicked the shit out of Latvia? That was a great game. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Nice. 
And now that must be a common thing that 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 us Americans get made fun of, right? Like every, everything we do, we become the world the champion world well, in world our champions. eyes, except hockey. And the, uh, the just... world tours that people do, the oh, yeah. uh, you know, right. uh, artists to go off on world tours of America. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, the Brewing Network is going on a world tour of California <laughs> yeah. next month of your house. <laughs> I, I, I think just Pacheco. Yeah, even calling it America, like there's uh, there's South America, right? But we just call ourselves America. That's that's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, where it all happens, right? That's where I wonder, if, I wonder if South Americans call it American. America. Yeah. And then where are the states? Mm. A lot of people refer to us as the states. Yeah. I did get yeah. talked to once. I, I went on a vacation to Mexico and we're talking to some locals. And, Surprised you made and it back. Was, it was near the um, Mexico City, so it was a bunch of college kids we were hanging out with talking to. And one of the guys brought just that up. He said, he said, you know, don't, and I didn't, I was young and I hadn't ever thought of it before. I, I think it's the first time I had left America, the United States. Sure. And he said to me, don't you think it's silly that you call your country America? You're because, like, what do you mean? Because, yeah, I said, well, why aren't we? And he, he said, well, we're America too. And I, yeah. he really put me in my place and I thought, huh, yeah, no shit, you are well, America. No, too. they're not America. What they are, if you think about it, they're South America. But like, they're not even South America. You know they're what? South, South of America. America is below. <laughs> But they're not. That sure, mean, they are. That means they're, they're to... in North American continent, but they are right. not America. According it is a to a different JP. country, they are. We are the United States of America. They are uh, uh, a hodgepodge. They're like a squatter camp down there. <laughs> the whole country is like yeah. a squatter wow. camp. And you know what? We don't even include Canada. And they ought to know that, <laughs> right? They need to know that. Wow, we really are dicks, and JP's like our head dick. <laughs> I'm the dickhead. He's president. Yeah, swollen and no. mushroom shaped, maybe. Okay, well, Jane Lewis, more importantly, let's talk beer so we don't have to listen to JP's senseless ramblings. Well, hey, I have another rant about uh, Yugoslavia that'll really, really piss some people off. <laughs> right. We have a large listenership in Yugoslavia, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think that place exists anymore. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, Jane, and, and so you don't feel like there are a lot of voices in your head, uh, let me introduce you to the studio here. Well, everyone will have questions. That was JP. Hello. Uh, then, of course, we have uh, Moscow. He was the guy who booked you. Hey, Jane. Uh, hey. We've got Tasty in the studio. Hi, Jane. Um, we have Chad in the studio. What's happening? And finally, we have Dr. Scott in the studio. Finally. How so. you doing? <laughs> Excellent. All right. Now, Jane is from Mountain Goat Brewery in Richmond, Australia. Uh, we were trying to figure out where that is because clearly we know nothing about Australia. And what time it is there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm in Melbourne, um, so which is on the East Coast, and it's about 10 to 9 in the morning at the moment, so on Monday morning. Oh, good. Are you drinking yet? Uh, I just had a cup of tea. Does that count? Nope. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lie to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can go and get a beer in a, in a break, I'm sure. There you go. So I'll let you know that a lot of times, um, you know, I, I think I told you in our pre-interview that uh, Australia is like our second largest uh, listenership outside of the U.S. America. Um, and I basically find out about every single one of your uh, Monday holidays because the listeners call me and say, Hey, please make sure you're doing a show this Sunday. It's a holiday in Australia, and we're allowed to get drunk with you, is usually. <laughs> at, at eight in the morning. Nice. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We love a morning drink. It's, uh, yeah. it's what we do. Okay. Grod's in the chat, speaking of Australians. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Or like uh, me, an Australian guy. Probably should be working, but instead um, he's listening to us. Yeah, well, we're slacker. Now, Jane, yeah. tell us a little bit about your brewing history. Uh, how did you get into it? Uh, so I actually started off, I studied winemaking to start off with, um, did that for a few years and then just decided that I didn't want to be living in the country anymore um, and applied for a job at uh, Little Creatures Brewing, which I'm sure you guys have yeah. probably heard of. Yeah, we yeah, have. So, 
um, uh, which is in Western Australia on the other side of the country. Um, and then, yeah, I was there for sort of three years and I learned a whole lot of stuff. Uh, I hadn't even... I'd never made beer before in my life before they gave me the job. I lied in my interview and told them that I'd homebrewed. But, oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> nice work. Uh, <laughs> I did later tell them that I had lied, so it was okay. But, right. um, yeah, so worked there for about three years and, um, yeah, learnt from probably some of the most fastidious brewers you're going to find around the place, I reckon. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, helped develop. They had a cider um, that they launched and helped develop that pipsqueak cider, um, which is kind of I don't know. You guys would know pretty much the perfect blend between winemaking and brewing, I guess. Sure. Um, and then yeah, uh, ended up moving to Melbourne about three years ago, where I uh, was pretty much out of work for six months. Couldn't get anyone to give me a job. Um, not, not with that accent. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Can anyone actually understand me at the moment? Oh, I haven't. I haven't heard a word you've said, Jane. <laughs> No, I didn't. Right. Talking numbers. Ask you to rephrase that. Or something. <laughs> um, yeah, and so moved to Melbourne. Was unemployed for six months. Was enrolled to go back to uni to study vet science, um, and then got offered a job at, at Mountain Goat, um, and that was pretty much three years ago. So, yeah. did you did well, you not realize that Mountain Goat wasn't a veterinary? Uh, you know. Like a, <laughs> a, yeah, I was a little disappointed when I uh, found out I wouldn't be cutting up small animals when I got there. So. Mom, Dad, I got the perfect job. I'm helping mountain goats. Oh, it, could be. it is so awesome and refreshing for me. A tourist destination. Right. Totally. And we don't have mountain goats in this country either, which is uh, which is always helpful too. So. That's weird. Well, I guess I was ignorant. Expand on that one. How'd you come up with the name if you guys don't even have that in the- uh, so the company's been going for 13 years. Um, so the owners, David Cam, uh, came up with the name, and it was all just about uh, something that was big and hairy and that was never going to fall over. So. <laughs> Sounds like Chev. Sounds like a lot of Australians. <laughs> hey. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Now back to your back to your first job. Now I know you said you kind of yes. you, you wanted to move out of the country, uh, or sorry, you know, out of the, the countryside and, and into some place yes. less rural. Did you just kind of assume? Well, look. How much different can beer brewing be from winemaking? I'll just go for this brewer gig. Totally, yeah. I mean, I'd you know been in just like everyone else, been in drinking at little creatures in the in the pub that they've got in Fremantle in WA, and was just like, I totally want to work here one day. Okay. Um, and then yeah, the job came up, and and I just kind of assumed that uh, shit, I can make wine. Surely I can uh, make beer as well. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, possibly a little egotistical of me, but um, you, <laughs> no, know, you need that one. When you're looking for a job, you have to be egotistical. So, how was the segue from uh, wine into beer? Was it was it easy as you thought, or what? I mean, I guess the obviously the fermentation side of things is is relatively similar. It's all you know yeast doing its thing. Um, so that part of it was was very similar. But the brewing, the actual you know mashing side of it, uh, that whole section was just totally mind-blowing to me but um yeah oh look it took me a little while but um yeah eventually you get your hair around these things and and i certainly have never looked back i've never looked at going back into the wine industry now i i saw the light effectively and uh yeah brewing is definitely the way to go yeah well and aside you know aside from (laughs) from mashing on on the brew day and that you do it more often it's it's a lot less labor intensive brewing isn't it because i I thought with with wine you got to Especially, you know, after you, in that first part of it, you have to get in there and press down the whatever it's called every Must. single night punch and uh, totally. punch the cap. Yeah, yeah. there's <laughs> right. a lot of times. 
there's a I must admit there's a lot of hours spent sitting on top of a platform in in Margaret River, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Just spraying red wine over the top of the cap of the uh, of the fermenters, and yeah, it's a lot of hours spent doing that. It used to take us three hours every day, well, three hours twice a day to okay. be able to actually pump over, which is yeah, just one of those particularly labour intensive processes. So yeah, it's definitely a uh, maybe an easier process with brewing. You just do it a hell of a lot more often, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's uh, more instant gratification, I think. Oh, totally. That's my Absolutely. problem with making wine. It's like uh, you wait, you do all this work, and then, all right, 18, you know, next year, we'll figure out if it's <laughs> yeah. good. Right. And or, then two or, years or, later, we'll figure out if it's really good. Or it's that wine's, wine's coming, 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 coming. Go, 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 go. Okay, yeah. so now we wait. <laughs> now we wait. Hurry what, up and wait. What's the fastest yeah. you can possibly turn around wine? Because beer's like, what, a week? So what's wine? Jane? Um, wine, look, you know, I mean, some of the white wines, I guess, can be out sort of maybe six to nine months later. Wow. Um, but, yeah, obviously they're yeah, kind of lighter white wines, yeah. and then you're looking at anything up to two or three years. Some of the wines that I made are still just coming out in bottle now. So, wow. Yeah. It's, See, um, I could and that never. Was six years ago. So. I could never do that. Yeah. I mean, look at how disappointing my life is now. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> if all of my efforts every nine months I had to wait, and then okay, maybe next time, maybe next year. Yeah. Well, Justin, you have to wait Just, five, six years to figure out if you're a failure. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's part of the reason I got out of it. It was just uh, it's like oh, I can't do this. I need to know. I need to know now. I need to know now. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you've never turned back once you got into brewing. No, I gave it a, a – a friend had some uh, vines at home and I helped them make wine one year um, okay. and that was kind of what cemented it for me. And I was just don't, – I don't like this anymore. It doesn't, doesn't do it for me. So. Right. Okay. So how long have you been doing it now? I didn't catch that. Um, so I, I was just trying to work it out before I came on. It looks it must be about six or seven years um, in the brewing industry, I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, that's, that's enough time. I think. Is that enough? Well, Chad's Chad's only been doing it for what three years, and he's practically a professional now. You yeah. know, <laughs> they keep telling him he is. But. And plus, now Little Creatures is supposed to be one of the very best breweries in Australia. So I think you had one hell of a start. Yeah, I definitely, uh, probably, certainly wouldn't be where I am now if I hadn't have have uh, worked for those guys early on, and it was an excellent learning curve for me. They are. They really know their stuff over there, and um, and they're pumping out really good beers, and, and they were definitely um, ahead of the curve in terms of getting into microbrewing, which was still in its infancy in the in the country, really. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, I saw uh, that in my show notes that, that essentially, I mean, I was surprised to hear how long ago the brewery started. Um, 1996, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So Mountain Goat, they've um, yeah, started 13 years ago, and at the time they were definitely the first microbrewery in, in Melbourne um, and certainly one of the early ones in uh, in Australia as well. So, How many are there now? Uh, ask questions without notice. Uh, ballpark, ballpark. <laughs> ballpark. Look, absolutely lying through my teeth, I'm going to say probably about 100. Damn. Um, and that's just a ra- random guess. Okay. Damn, son. <laughs> from, from 1 to 100 in like a decade, that's pretty unreal. Yeah, it's yeah. about though, uh, I think our curve is even higher here in the U.S. Right? Yeah, we went from, from 1 to in like 2,000. Uh, yeah, you know, in a, in a decade, it got it got pretty crazy. Now, now, when when the brewery started, do you know uh, what kind of beers they were producing? Because I'm curious how they got the you know the the beer drinkers there to get into craft beer. Uh, and so we're talking about Mountain Goat at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, 
Um, so, well, they actually started out their their flagship beer, which is still one that we make today, was um, pretty much an amber ale. Um, so, you know, pretty much everything in this country was all mass-produced lagers. Um, and so these guys just started making different ales, which started out with an amber ale, and then I think after that they went into a, to a pale ale. Um, and so... You know, just just producing beer that actually had flavour and that had hop character and and malt. Um, Didn't come in a big can. A, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and but they were definitely, you know, I mean, nobody was doing anything like it, at least in Victoria or at least in Melbourne. Um, so they, one of them, had I've just been to Canada um, and had been doing a doing a trip around and had kind of figured out what. Um, uh, Dave, the other guy, one of the other owners, had been uh, trying to work out because he'd been living in the States for a while and so he'd kind of come home and gone, we need to be doing stuff like this here. Why is this not happening in Australia? And so... Um, right. It yeah, kind of surprises me that, uh, that, that, pay, that you know, industrial lager was, was what everybody's drinking and not kind of an English ale. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Australia has more of an English influence than the US does uh, at this point. And sure, I thought you were going to call us all convicts then. But well, yeah. I got you know, <laughs> yeah, he was going there. Yeah, give yeah. me a second, Jane. I was getting to it. I'm not just going to smack you in the face with it. Yeah. You know. I don't know if you've ever done a professional interview, but we don't give away everything all at once. We space okay. it out. Okay. So okay. it's funny. I had to explain that to my kids just like three days ago. Oh, really? Yeah. No, but I, really, I, I genuinely no. would have thought that it, that an Engl- that a pale ale would be something very common in Australia, and you wouldn't call it craft beer. You'd you'd call it beer. Well, I think I think uh, kind of that way, but I think also the pale light loggers, you know, that whole thing makes sense just from the climate, like the weather, right? That's true. I, I think the climate definitely has a lot to do with it. Um, you know, obviously it is; it can get damn warm down here, and, and a lot of the times all you do want is something that's light and crisp. But, yeah, we just seem to be overrun with, um, yeah, mass-produced lagers, and, and there certainly wasn't a lot of... Obviously, there are a lot of... Um, uh, English ex- expats and whatever living in Australia. Um, but, yeah, it just didn't seem that that translated to the beer culture. And, and even now, most of the beers you see around are definitely more, um, I guess, American-influenced than they are English-influenced. You, you don't see a lot of... Uh, you don't even see a lot of hand pumps or anything like that around the place. It's, it's certainly more of a US influence on, on the styles and everything that people are making and enjoying and seeking out, I guess. Okay. But have you tasted our Budweiser? We're overrun with those beers too. Well, and and you know I've never met a convict that didn't like Budweiser. (laughs) See, see, and Jane, that's the that's where we're going with this, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. Excellent. Glad we could get that over with. (laughs) Well, it takes us a while to get our point, but we get it every time. Uh, Now, you guys are fairly widely distributed now too. You're in about eighty bars uh, around the area, or is that across the whole country? That's pretty much just in Melbourne. Um, I I guess for us, we've only got a certain number of kegs, so uh, it's much easier to keep these things closer to home, I guess. Um, So, yeah, that's about... uh, That's on on tap draft. Um, And then pretty much nationwide in in bottle shops. So we kind of ranged with the two major retailers, um, so Dan Murphy's and and Coles, um, which means that pretty much anywhere in Australia, you should be able to walk into one of the big bigger uh, company bottle shops and be able to find us so okay which is a pretty big step for us which is great and do i have this right because this is astonishing to me that before you got a bottling line you were <laughs> hand bottling two million bottles of beer what 
yeah, too true, too true. I was, I was not personally there at that point in time, but this is the this is what I have been led to believe. Yes, wow. slave labor. That is true. Yeah, that's like that's child labor. That's uh, yeah. how do you do two million? That's in- incredible. This is Justin getting yeah. indignant over free labor. No, I, how, like, how, how, I can't how, believe it. What is their problem? So, he's right. just really asking. Yeah, how? I, I can't want to know how. How do you do it? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I believe it was. It was crazy times, and uh, there was a lot of people being, uh, yeah, a lot of favors being, yeah, pretty much a lot of favors being called in was actually what I was going to run with, but um, (laughs) right, (laughs) Right. yeah. So two million bottles. We still got the uh, the capper that we used for most of it. um, The one capper. It's still uh, pretty much pride of place in the in the brewery as like a trophy, just as a reminder of uh, where we've come, that, that's where incredible. we've come from. That is that thing's got to be held together by duct tape at this that, point. That's <laughs> incredible. Is there anything that duct tape can't do? So, <laughs> I, think, I mean, I would I guess at not. one point you just were duct taping the bottles. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were bottles made of duct tape. <laughs> right. Yeah, screw this crown seal stuff. I'm just going to chuck duct ta- duct tape on it. Yeah. Wow, that is very labor intensive. It's How long ago did absorbing. you get the bottling line? Um, look, it must have been about must have been about six years ago. So it would have been the first, say, seven years of uh, of operation that they were doing all of the bottles, uh, capping all of the bottles by hand. So okay, yeah, it was a big step forward for us getting a bottling line. That's for sure. Sure. Now, so what's your most popular beer now? Um, most popular beer um, would probably still be the the High Tail Ale, which is the the first you know the first beer that they came out with. Okay. Um, that's Still our flagship, which is an amber, effectively an amber ale, I guess. It's an English or American amber? Uh, it's a bit of a, uh, we call it the bastard child. It's sort of somewhere <laughs> in between. Um, that was my nickname. Not, sorry? That was my nickname at Family Reunion. <laughs> we, uh, we're not particularly good at sticking to styles, so um, it's, it's sort of a somewhere in between. It's kind of... Um, used to be a lot more American hops. Oh, it's pretty much American hopped, so, um, yeah, somewhere in between. Well, give us some more specs on it. Do you have anything like that, like, you know, kind of IBUs and gravities, even if it's sure. roughly? Yeah. Um, so, uh, IBUs is about 22. Um, so, starting grabs, it's about, uh, so I'm, I'm working in Play-Doh. Does that that's offend fine. you? Nope. <laughs> Justin can um, look at the map. Yeah. I prefer yeah, Socrates, good. but that's just me. <laughs> I was listening to you guys before going, I'm going to be totally metric and, and it's going to confuse the hell out of everybody. Especially Justin. Yeah, you'll be all right. I'll cry. I'll cry, but the rest of the staff will be we, fine. Justin has dyscalcula. <laughs> nice. Um, so starting at 11.5 Play-Doh and ending at about 3 Play-Doh, uh, 4.5% alcohol. Um, we've got pretty stringent um, or excise regulations here in terms of alcohol. So... Um, everything's paid. We pay tax on the amount of alcohol. Um, Can you lie? That's pretty low. So that's like ten forty-five down to yep. like to less than ten, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, twelve, isn't it? Ending at yeah, 3.0. Oh, three point oh. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Um. So yeah. So alcohols in general in Australian beers tend to be much lower than say in the uh, the beers from from the states because we're paying tax on, on every single. Hey, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing fine. Don't listen to these guys, Jane. Well, Jane, um, I got a question about that alcohol level. Well, why not make a five percent beer and pay the extra tax? Is that that can't be passed on to the person that enjoys that extra that kick. beer? Ab- yeah. Absolutely. And so we we make a sort of a range of beers. So we've got two okay. beers that we have all year round, and and it's the high tail, and then one of our other beers, the steam ale, and then. Um, 
we also make a range of beers that are that are higher alcohol. Are higher. Uh, so it, it, it's yeah, not it's not like you're stifled at that that cap. You you can do no. it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's physically possible to do it. Um, it just means obviously the price is price is is higher. And at the moment, I mean, we're still distinctly. Um, prices are distinctly more expensive than um, purchasing some of the one of the you know beers from the larger companies. So yeah. um, they kind of gets the ceiling when people aren't so happy to keep paying for right. paying for the high prices. So what, so would, what, would, you, what if, would you say the ceiling is? Uh, you know, you you got an alcohol level, and you got people that want to pay it because they want to have a more flavorful, more alcohol beer for whatever the style is. Uh, what have you found is uh, that ceiling? Well, look, uh, our beers end up on the shelf um, for anywhere between eighteen to twenty dollars a six pack, um, and wow. yeah, and obviously that's Australian dollars. Um, yeah, but what does that mean to us? Well, comparatively, you'd be looking at some of the um, bigger guys. They must be selling their beers at kind of thirteen or fourteen dollars a six pack. So it's a pretty big price jump, and I think at about twenty dollars a six pack, people start to start to. Well, I know I kind of don't want to spend that amount personally, and if I am, I want it to be pretty damn special. Right. Um, so, yeah, we've started to – what we've been doing is making um, beers in larger formats, so making them in long neck 640 mil bottles. Um, and that way, you know, you get to have – you get to try some of these beers. You've got a bit more, more of a volume, but you're not shelling out for an entire six-pack or something. Um, and we're finding that's been really, really, really well received over here. Um, that, that's the so, way it is around here. We have 22-ounce uh, yeah. bottles, and yep. it's a nice way to sample beers and not have to buy into a whole six-pack. Yeah, I kind of look at it look at it as the dinner serve, and it's a nice little sharing thing if you if you're that way inclined. That's good. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if nice. this, I don't know if my currency. You know, I'm just googling it here, and. Uh, yeah. It's telling me at the moment. It's telling Sorry. me that you guys are stronger. Even it's telling me that uh, sixteen bucks over there is sixteen thirty. Yeah, we, I think we hit parity not all that long ago. So yeah, it's pretty much the same at the moment. And that's um, what you're paying for a six pack of your, you know, thirteen to sixteen bucks. <coughs> yeah, correct. Holy shit! Oh, Jane, Jane, I have to ask you here. What does that start with cost of production? I mean, is that is that reflected out, out your door? Absolutely. Yeah. So okay. for us, yeah. It was, uh, sorry, well, can you just replace well, the question? Well, my sorry? question is, do you charge a lot for beer because of your cost of production? Is yes. that where it starts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Cost of production and then the uh, the tax that we're paying on it. And the tax. Oh, man, so, I'd just be brewing 3% beers if I were you guys. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's, a, it's such a large cost on, on, on top of the cost of production, so... Yeah, we're kind of getting hit from from all sides, really. I guess ours now. You know, some of our favorites actually here they're eleven to twelve bucks a six pack, right? If I go get one of my favorite hoppy beers, I'm probably paying you know eleven bucks for it. The but, only one I've seen that but, that is uh, from Maui Brewing. That's eleven ninety nine, but it, it comes from Hawaii. Yeah, but like so ten ninety nine for like Union Jack or something is yeah. not unheard of. Um, you know, you, you might find it for a buck less, but still. That wow, that's now. This isn't the first time I've heard it either. I guess I'm just shocked seeing it in front of me. We have talked to some of our Australian listeners who come to visit us, Jane, and say, uh, you know, wow, I love beer shopping in your country because you know these great beers you guys are producing are not sixteen, seventeen dollars mm-hmm. like they are at home. But if that's what it's costing you to produce beer, good lord. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's a pretty uh, pretty tough market. That's for sure. 
How much is a Red Bull in Australia? <laughs> or for a uh, local? I don't even know. I, I don't drink them, so it's one of those things well, I'm not 100% sure about. Now, it sounds like a stupid question, but here's why I asked. A friend of mine was just doing kind of the cost per gallon of different things. He wanted. He was curious about the cost per gallon of gas over here, the cost per gallon of milk, cost per gallon of bottled water. This person has too much time on their hands. And, you know, he found that, that beer and gas are actually some of the cheapest things that we buy. Um Compared to like Red Bull and um, milk is pretty cheap. and milk yeah milk's pretty cheap uh, some of these other things and bottled water bottled water is insanely expensive of course it's more expensive than Jane's beer if you buy it by the gallon <laughs> and it's water <laughs> so but anyhow these, it's just when you compare them to you know on a product to product basis that it just you kind of go wow that's I can't believe that yeah it's a pretty scary thought really isn't it yeah all right. Well, so, good good questions, guys, and it does, and it makes sense to me too that if it is your flagship and that's what you're you know selling the most of, that it would be kind of on the lower alcohol end. Why not? Yeah, I guess it's something that's a bit more more sessionable. It's certainly, I think people tend to you know do tend to that end of things um, more yeah. around here, and I don't know if that's because that's pretty much all we've been given them, <laughs> um, or whether or not that's kind of what they want to drink. But there's certainly there's definitely a market and a growing market over here for. Um, beers with higher alcohol and more flavor and more hops and all that sort of stuff. So we kind of do them both. So something that possibly appeals to, you know, a wider market and then obviously things that are a bit more specialized as well. Okay. Uh, Jane, uh, this is Stacey. I was curious about uh, this Amber Ale. Like, what what would be the base malt in that? I'm I'm also curious about, you know, the sourcing. Like, are you getting uh, grains from the U.S.? Um, no, we actually don't. Pretty much don't have any um, American okay. grains at all. Right. Um, so, oh, <laughs> I like this is more for us. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. um, for you us, said American. Okay, so you've got a uh, crystal malt. So you use a base malt, then you have a crystal malt in this beer, this amber. Yep, crystal malt, um, and we're using um, Simpsons from the UK. So you do get those um, from the UK, okay? Yeah, we get them from the UK, but not from the All states. Right. Um, and some roast malt as well. <clears throat> so yeah. most we try to use most of our roast. base malts from, from what's, Australia. What's um, rose malt? Roast. roast. Oh, roast. To- sorry. Roast. Oh, add that tea in there, Jane. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's my bad. <laughs> that's and, um, and how about yeah, so, how, how about your hopping? Is that is that domestic there as well, or do you get imported hops as well? Okay, so we're using uh, Pride of Ringwood for bittering, um, obviously being a local, and then Cascade for aroma. So Cascade oh. Lake oil and um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that also, is that Cascade grown there though, or, or Cascade from here? No, your, your Cascade. Our Cascade, okay. Sweet. Yes. Yeah. Sounds, <laughs> sounds delicious. So what? we've had a couple of Australian uh, breweries on the show now, and, you know, in the early years of our show, we, we talked about Australian hops, and we're led to believe how great they are and, and, and that it's just an awesome supplier of organic hops. And recently, we've, we've heard more Australian brewers tell us, well, eh, they're okay. We prefer to get them elsewhere. Is that something you experience? Um, well, I guess, obviously, so we use Pride of Ringwood, and then there's a whole lot of really exciting new hops coming out of um, some of the growers in Tasmania. So okay. things like Gal- Galaxy, and um, they're producing a whole lot of different different hops. So there's some really exciting stuff going on um, with the hop growers down here. So, I mean, Pride of Ringwood's always had a, had a bad rap, um, you know, there aren't too many people who've got too many nice things to, to say about it. But I, um, I, I cringed a little bit. What do you? Yeah. Is, is that a bittering hot for you? Yeah. 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 
So, um, yeah, it is one of those ones that's definitely got a got a bad rap, but it's I don't know. Works works really well for us. It's a, just the workhorse, and, and it does, you know, does the job that we need it to do. So, well, and, and that kind of begs the question, you know, we've talked about this recently where a lot of brewers are not caring too much about what their bittering hop is. They're looking for uh, alpha acid. And so if that's where it's at for you at a price point that works, then fuck it. Well, it's just a bittering hop, right? Is that kind yeah. of a philosophy you go with or... Yeah, personally, it is. It is sort of the philosophy that we that we have with regards to that sort of stuff. So, I mean, we tend to think it it does the trick. I don't. I certainly don't get any um, untoward flavours. We pretty much use it across the board for for bittering. Um, so for for all of our beers. Um, I feel bad saying that out loud, but um. well, that's a, well, I think if it, I actually think it's not, it's a, uh, it's educational, especially for our homebrewers too, to express when pro brewers express like, hey, we're just looking for the alpha acids, and if it works, we're that's what we're using. Well, I remember yeah. Pride of Ringwood had a bad rap for at least twenty years. Just change huh. the name; it just well, has a crappy well, well, name. Well, no, it, it, it's very regal. <laughs> I remember early on, crappy early on, reading things about. Avoid this thing. Avoid this thing. And it's oh. kind of, it's kind of nice that uh, you think it's okay, yeah, and that you're using it a lot, and it seems to work. I'd call it yeah. Pride of Melbourne. Yeah, Pride <laughs> of Melbourne. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll tell you what. If you've ever been to Ringwood, it's uh, certainly nothing to shout about uh, being from there. It's, oh. it's not really got a great rep as a as a suburb. That's oh. for sure. The so. only thing they're proud of is a weed that you can use yeah. in beer. <laughs> right. totally. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. all they got. Uh, well, over here, Richmond is our ghetto. <laughs> yeah, Pride of Richmond. <laughs> yeah, Pride of Richmond. You don't want to... Pride of Richmond is like a gaggle of pit bulls and a gangster. Pride of Richmond is moving out. Wow. Yeah. So oh, you, really? Just, just rename it Queen Jane, Pride of Jane, something Pride like that. Pride of Jane. There we go. <laughs> Pride of Jane. Yes, absolutely. I'll I'll, uh, I'll speak to the people in power and see what we can do about that one. Please do. Just, just change one little thing. And hey, Jane, are you working with the uh, farmers too? Or are you going through a broker? How does that work? Um, so with all of our malt and hops, it all comes through. Um, so effectively, I guess we, we deal with Joe White, um, and they, are the maltings and I guessing they talk directly to all the, to the farmers. Um, and then we pretty much buy directly from them, um, for the malt. And then with the hops, most of the, um, the growers have their own sort of sales team, I guess. Um, so they're kind of dealing with all that side of things and, and we effectively just buy it at the other end of it. So... But, um, and again, I'm not sure that I want to say this out loud, but I'm actually going to a hop farm for the first time in my entire life. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's crazy that I've managed to go all this time without actually walking into a hop farm. I'm a little ashamed, but, um, yeah, I it should be interesting. I appreciate your honesty. I actually have never been in a radio station before. <laughs> <laughs> He's promising to do one sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to Jane to write my resume for me. <laughs> yeah, Jane's apparently she great at resume writing. Yeah, yeah, great job. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you can make OK beer without having done any of that stuff. So, <laughs> right. you're improving it. That's true. Just get your foot in the door. How many barrels yeah. a year are you guys doing, Jane? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. I meant to convert it into. I know my liters. Uh, give us hectoliters. You can no. give me liters. Hectoliters. Yeah. yeah. Hectoliters. Yeah. So we're making about five thousand hectoliters a year. So like six barrels. That's pretty good. <laughs> my scale doesn't go up that high. Damn it! <laughs> Move the decimal point. You. Oh, you... Oh. Doc, I have dis, discalcula. Discalculator. Uh, I'm discalculated. You, oh, God. Yeah, we, <laughs> just ma- do it for me. challenged new. Doc, just do it for me. Okay, what do you got? 
Well, she just gave it to me, so you can't do it either. No, because, no I'm no. Doc has I'm, dicks. I'm not looking at the chart. All right, my chart goes up to 117 hectoliters. Okay, and she said what? 5,000. 5, okay, so let's do 100. Go to five, and then move the decimal point. 500,000. Okay, 500,000, ladies, you got it. Yeah, oh, I did that right? I just took a stab. <laughs> and I didn't even cry yet. But you didn't convert it into what we know, which right. is barrels. Right. How many how many barrels is it? I got Excel open in front of me. I can work it out. We'll do this together, Jane. Thank you. <laughs> okay. It's less than five hundred thousand barrels. <laughs> That's all I know. Hang on, I'm about to start crying, everybody. <laughs> so liters. How many liters in a gallon? Or uh, Justin, wow. if you were only really doing we're, uh, we're only working in barrel. metric. Code you, says forty two hundred barrels. He thinks. I believe code. I believe code, too. Yeah, believe code See, too. you guys don't know any better. You rely on other people to do your math for you. You get the poster over We're there. We're just in denial about our problem. <laughs> we just need to see your therapist. You do need to see my therapist. Yes. He's good. You end up leaving feeling really good about yourself, and then you come here. And then you come and do the show. What do you mean? It sounds like he tells you you're all fucked up, but that's okay. Is he does, right? yeah. yeah. He's right. like, no, sometimes he tells no. me I'm not as fucked up as I think oh, I am. But it's okay. That's startling. But it's okay. But it's okay. And then he You know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do. <laughs> Every second Monday. Jane, just hang on. We're, we're, we're doing my therapy here for a second. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Knock yourself out. Okay, good. <laughs> no, really, knock yourself out because I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> All right, actually, I need to get us to a quick break so I can pay some sponsors. Uh, when we come back, uh, if you can hang out with us a bit, Jane. Um, sure. You don't want to go to work anyway. Right? Yeah. Uh, no, God, no. Okay. Jane, can we talk about specifics about uh, recipe formulation and some cool things like that? We can try. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, hang in there. It's the session. We've got Jane from Mountain Goat Brewery in Australia on with us. We'll be right back with our pregame show. Our pregame, pre-pre-football game show. Hang on. We'll Who's playing? Right You're listening to the Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Where were we? You stole an oak barrel from the mist of Ravenwood and Lord Zinfandel the Avenger is in pursuit. Do you drop the barrel and run? Hell no. We need it for a Flinders Red. I'm going to cast Pediacocket's Damnethus on the barrel. Sorry, your ghosts are imprisoned in his winery forever. I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. This sucks! What do we have here? Orville Rodenbach? Buzz off, guy! We got a brew session going. Is that an actual beer? 
Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you get a long-lasting foam stand when you think about wheat malt? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping. Only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the pre-prohibition lager. Perfect for steampunk. And the single hop best bitter. Now on cast and 10 forward. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. I've always thought that opening a brewery was a great way to ruin what is the perfect hobby. But like most home brewers, I really wanted to see what it would be like to produce my own beer commercially. When I started out, I was you know obscure homebrew geek, and being part of the Brewing Network has exposed me to a lot of people with a great passion for brewing. They seem so supportive, interested, and generous with their support. That kind of thing makes you feel like you can succeed at anything. Of course I'm excited. It's frightening. It's terrifying. It's kind of... Uh, we've got this rescue dog, and she is completely frightened so when she comes up to me she's shaking and salivating at the same time i feel the same way with heretic i'm still a home brewer at heart and i hope that home brewers always feel welcome at heretic and able to provide part of the feedback and creativity that makes craft brewing great the thing that excites me most is the opportunity to put a beer out there that i feel is the best beer i can make and especially get a chance to go and drink that beer with people and see their reactions and get their feedback and hopefully they'll be as excited as i am about heretic beer Since 1921, Mundins has been a provider of quality malted grain and extract. What did he just say? What did he say? That's 90 years of locally sourced grain for home brewers and professional brewers alike. All farm within 50 miles of our malt houses. What? I can't understand what this guy said. the last part. Whole and crushed malts, including wheat and peated malt, liquid extract, hopped and unhopped, as well as dried malt extract. Everything from beginner home brewer kits to all the ingredients an infant's home brewer needs. Something about trained? What? Language is this guy speaking? He's from Austria. Mundins is proudly serving brewers in 54 countries and honored to be a leader in mowing. Can you understand this guy? No. <laughs> That's a really free language. Ah! Ask for Mundins Malt and Malt Extract at your local home brew shop. Mundins. For brewing, distilling, and baking. Quality malted grain and extract for 90 years. Make your malt Muntins. Hilo, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. It's the Brewing Network. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Yeah! All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. We're still talking to Jane Lewis from Mountain Goat Brewing, and uh, the lovely Bevo is in the chat room uh, hanging out with you now. She made it a little bit late because we started early. But hit the chat now button right there on the homepage, and you can join the lovely Bevo in there. She will pass your questions on to me if you have any questions for Jane uh, or anybody else in the studio, which now smells like JP's nacho-filled burps. 
from the break. <laughs> That's what my stomach smells like right now. Oh. If you were to kill me and open my stomach up, it would smell just That's like what, that. It, it, can I get warm in there? I really need like a throw-up bucket in my <laughs> side of the desk because it's, I'm grossed out. I should imagine I could like cut him open with a lightsaber oh. crawl inside him. I think all, the, all that math made you <laughs> nauseous. That did ma- it made me already irritable and nauseous. Exactly. Jane, do you see what I have to go through every week hey, look, with these people? It's nauseous. I can't tell you how glad I am that I'm not in the studio right now. <laughs> oh, you are so glad. You don't even know how glad yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, yeah, it made you nauseous because if you're n- no, there's a difference between nauseous and nauseous. If you're not, na- yeah, because oh. if you're nauseous, you're making me sick. Oh, really? Yes, you're <laughs> the nauseous thing. I don't know what it means. I don't know. Is what he he's being saying. a doctor right now, or is he being fucked no, up? No, I, I actually, both. No, I had oh. I had that pointed out in in school. It's oh, like I'm nauseous. No, then you'd be making me sick. So. Oh, hmm. like okay. you're looking at a pile of puke. That's yeah. nauseous. Oh, I see. I don't get it. You're nauseated. What I get is that it still smells in here is what I get. Is it because there's food all on my desk right now? Or is it because JP stinks? I, see no food. I probably stink. I was eating food? salsa. Fucking tasty. Point to food. Oh, I don't know. Daisy <laughs> just covered it up with his notes. Yeah. How, how big of a snitch am I? I'm going, oh, okay, yeah. I'll point to food. I love it that all of you guys just went back to being in third grade. And like one of you is oh. hiding your food and the other one's paddling. All right. No, is beer food? <laughs> Jane, keep us on track, will you? Yeah. Hey, uh, I've lost control. <laughs> uh, Jane, from the website, I noticed you have something called the goat army. You know, I mean, we have an army as well. and. It's true. As, a good, army, along real as well. a good army person, I'm kind of curious about the size of your army and its powers and what kind of equipment it has. In case you, <laughs> you want to take over your army or something. What does your goat well, army do? Well, it is an army of goats. No. Um, so it pretty much it's just, the I guess, the group of people that um, are interested in what we're doing, I guess. So it's pretty much our They're fans. Um, yeah, fans is a good, go. good name for it. Right. Um, and as far as I'm aware, there's something like 5,000 of them around the place. So, wow. Um, wow. Yeah. You have a good Which size army. Yeah, they're a lot it's, like the BN army. That's formidable. Okay, yeah. 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 Good looking army. Yeah, I think so. We could, uh, we could take someone down, I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah, right. Respect. Yeah. I think what we ought to do <laughs> is, uh, to, you know, if we ever need an Australian uh, arm oh, of the BN army, well, yeah. we should join forces we, with the Godo. We'll have an alliance, yes. Totally. Absolutely. I guess right. we're getting tried to take over by them. Because um, let's face it, we're a bunch of game. pussies over here in yeah. California. We don't want to fight with the Australians. <laughs> <laughs> we need an alliance uh, here. Yeah, we would fuck you up. Exactly. Now, tell us about some of your seasonal beers, because it looks like you do a few other things, too. Yeah, so um, I guess what we're doing, probably the one that we do most often is the our IPA. Um, so, you know, I guess looking towards you guys a lot. And, um, yeah, we've got a got an IPA that comes out sort of semi-regularly, probably once every couple of months now. Um, it's kind of almost taken up as our third beer because uh, it seems to be so damn popular with uh, with the goat army. Um, right. So, yeah. And we also make a, a double hightail, which I guess is an, sort of an imperial version of our, our hightail. So higher alcohol, um, you know, a bit more malt, um, more hops, all that kind of stuff. Is your IPA the beer that was Australia's first certified organic beer? Yes, it certainly was. That's true. So it's currently not. Um, so we started out. That was that was an organic um, beer that we had. We currently still brew an organic beer, but it's um, the IPA is, is not brewed. Um, is not organic at this point in time. Okay. Now let me ask this: on the when you did do it organic, and I don't mean this as a as a as a. Uh, you know, targeting type of question, but was it difficult to make? Uh, did you find some difficulty making a beer up to your standards, switching to all organic? Um, and I guess I say that because I've I've had some real bad organic beers, and I've had 
a couple of real good organic beers. And so I'm curious about the challenge when you when you go to organics and your you know your your line of ingredients is is lessened. Yeah, absolutely. I guess um, it's part of the reason that we switched from having so our IPA was previously organic, and and now we make um, I guess steam ale, which is which is organic. Um, and that I mean part of the reason for that was because we were finding it hard to source all the ingredients to be able to make a really good or to make to make an IPA that we really liked okay. um, with organic ingredients. So now we can. We have a bit of more freedom. We're really happy with the IPA that we're putting out, um, and one of our sort of simpler beers is is organic, and we're finding that pretty easy to, to find ingredients for. So, um, but yeah, it can be a bit limiting, I guess. Is uh, so, is it the is it the quality or the or the quantity of uh, you know varied ingredients that you had trouble with? Um, a bit of both, I guess, okay. um, but. Quality. I mean, malt is always the is always the struggle with um, organic ingredients. I think okay. um, so. Being able to get enough quantity and and of the right uh, quality of, of malt um, organic is is kind of hard. At the moment, we've had to switch to um, a German organic malt, uh, whereas previously we've been able to source it um, locally. Uh, and to a certain extent, that you know you, you want to do these things locally, and when you're talking food miles and whatever else, it, it it does tend to go against what it is you'd ideally like to be doing. You'd rather be able to source organic malt locally and um, right. have that be a, a good thing. But um, we're just okay. having a little bit of a struggle at the moment. But I'm sure it will all be fine next harvest. All right. Uh, what was the genesis of uh, making an organic beer? I mean, you've got a lot of beers that you guys make and uh, uh, just decided to make one organic. Yeah, so, I mean, Cam and Dave... Um, you know, believe wholeheartedly in sustainability um, and, and all that sort of stuff and, and really liked the, the green side of things. So, you know, we've got um, water tanks and all that kind of stuff and, and they have um, incentives for riding your bike to work and all that kind of stuff. And that just seemed like a, an extension, you know, going down the organic path seemed like an extension of, of all of those things. Um, so, um, well, that kind yeah, of thing- and there was... Sorry. Yeah, that, well, that kind of segues into the the whole green brewing uh, concept that you guys have, and uh, I'd like to know about that. Yeah, well, I guess um, you know it is a really important part of of what we do. Um, obviously, microbreweries are, are you know well known for not necessarily being all that environmentally friendly, so right. we're just doing what we can do um, on site in order to just reduce our impact a little bit um so you know we do have a water tank at, at the moment it just um flushes the toilets um in the in the, the brewery or in the bar i guess um but we'd love to be able to use that for for brewing at the moment there are all sorts of regulations against against that um, yeah i have to say i'm with that i don't want you flushing the toilet into your into your brewery whatever that regulation is i'm for it or you're all behind it. <laughs> yeah. But what I yeah. do see about water that we, you know, we've talked to some sustainable breweries before. I do yeah. see that you're capturing rainwater and using that. Yeah, so that's, sorry, that's what I meant. So we've got ah. the rainwater that we're using to flush the toilets. Oh, um, okay. Now, phew. Phew. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's action. good. It's so hard Recycled to toilet water. Got it. <laughs> Grey water yeah, no. brewery. Um, I was looking at, you guys have a, a copper vapor condensing unit uh, for, you know, for the brew kettle. Yeah, um, I've seen that in places where people don't want to. Ha- it's the neighbors. You, they don't want to smell the brewery. They don't want to have all the steam coming out of it because people think you know, steam. It's some kind of weird waste or something like that. And and actually, it's it's green. 
and having this whole thing recondensing it and reusing the water uh how did that come up um yeah i guess yeah definitely the neighbors um kicked up a bit of a stink about the well about the smell i guess um and so yeah that was the 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 way to deal with it was just to to install this condenser and um just helps to to keep the the smell down and and you know the steam and all that sort of stuff it's such a wonderful smell i know why, why can't they appreciate that like the rest of us Oh, and I love it. And the the thing that always gets us is, um, you know, we're, we're just around the corner from Carlton United Breweries, you know, pretty much the biggest brewery, one of the biggest breweries in, in Australia. And you can be standing next to our kettle and you can smell all the, you know, wow. smell everything drifting across from them. Um, so, you know, but that's uh, that's all okay. So, yeah, right. anyway, just the na- neighbours. So we just do what we can to, to minimise our impact on, on them, I guess. So Well, that's noble of you because I would want to give the middle finger if I could. <laughs> if I I can smell the big brewery, and I'm being told about mine, you know. But I like that you've done that. What, what else do you use rainwater for? Is it just for the toilets and things? Yeah, no, it's just for the toilets. So, yeah, we would love to be able to use it in the brewery. But, um, but okay. yeah, there's, there's, like I was saying, the regulations don't allow us to use that rainwater for, for brewing purposes at this current point in time. So Okay. Now, here's yeah. another one I like that I see you do, and I'm thinking about implementing it with, with my staff. And, yes. and particularly, with, for some reason, I'm just going to maybe make this rule for JP. Uh-oh. But I like that you give your employees bonuses if they get to work other than their car, like bus or bike and things like that. Absolutely, uh, yeah. So they, uh, it's a dollar fifty for uh, every day that you find another way other than the car to get to work. So JP, um, I will double your pay yeah. for every Sunday that enough. you ride your bike to the Trip, show. Triple it. But make I don't it, have an incentive. You don't have any pay either. What's the difference here? No. <laughs> well, I don't want to let you zero times zero. But then. it sounds like if I double your pay, you can yeah. almost afford a bike. And then <laughs> you can stop like driving to... I mean, everyone else can... Doc can keep driving his Hummer, for example. Sure. But yeah. I want you to make up... You're going to be his carbon offset employee. That's well, awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. I is need it, that. Is it carpooling <laughs> if Doc comes and picks me up? No. And then comes back? <sighs> That's not offset. You sure? No, we because he his house playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, we would. <laughs> right. Well, he I has actually, to, you know, he has to pass the studio to come and get me, and then come back around. Mm-hmm. It's still carpooling. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. I'd have to leave early. Yeah, I true. do. I genuinely like this about your brewery, and I think that places that are getting creative, not only about the processes that they're doing, but about programs for their employees to contribute. That is pretty rad. I do like that. You know, and I think there's a lot of creative ways that different companies do it. This yeah. is a very cool one. Why not give a little? So, what'd you say? It's a buck fifty for every day. Yeah, that's the one. I dig that. Yeah. You know, Fair poor enough. Jane probably lives like a hundred miles from the brewery, <laughs> so she's like, "F that program." Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I love the idea, but yeah, I live on the other side of the city, and so I'm one of the drivers. But I mean, we have um, about eleven staff now, and we have six car parks, and um, they're very rarely even a couple of cars in there. There's usually only two or three of us that drive every day. Everyone else rides into work so people are definitely taking advantage of it which is awesome good on them i mean i don't yeah, know about really. i don't know about your math but if i made 150 a dollar 50 a day for every day i went to work that's like two hundred thousand dollars a year easily <laughs> right guys I, well for every day you showed up no, to work you'd no, make like no. five bucks if i had that incentive i wouldn't even show up. i don't want to bring up your math issue again but i don't, I don't think that's right but that's not close no sure? actually that's your, whatever my math is if i made a dollar 50 whatever every time i showed up for work yeah I'd still be at zero. <laughs> Wait, you, you wake up at work. <laughs> That's true, I do wake up. Sometimes I don't even do that. All right. Anything else that we should know about? Uh, I see solar panels on your roof. Yes. Yeah, so um, got 
a couple of large solar panels on the roof. And what they do is they um, pre-warm a lot of the uh, brewing liquor. So actually passes up through the solar panels and just picks up a bit of heat, which just means we save a lot of energy um, in actually heating up water. So obviously one thing that we do have down here is uh, is an awful lot of sun. So, um, yeah, just trying to use as much of that as we can, really. Okay. Well, that, that's always the long process for me in the brewing thing is, uh it's getting the, the hot liquor up to temperature, at least up to working, because you're sitting around doing a lot of nothing. And it's a big energy waste for a it lot is. of breweries, really. You know? Yeah, it's a massive it's a massive cost, and it's a massive waste as well, so why not use something that uh, that is naturally occurring and it's just hanging around waiting for something to uh, something useful to do, I guess. And if, right. I, if I'm standing around paying three, four people to watch this thing heat up, yeah, it, it's costing me money, too. Sure. Yeah, totally, now, for sure. Now we asked you what your uh, what your Goat Army's favorite beer was. What the most popular beer was that you sell? What's the staff's favorite beer? Do you guys have one that you all really like to talk about and brew? Uh, you could never get us all to, gr- to agree on it, really. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? Um, my personal favorite. I don't know. It depends on the day. Today, I would probably say we've got a beer on tap at the moment um, called Skipping Girl, which is named after there's a sort of an iconic um, neon sign just down the road from um, the brewery, uh, which is of a for a company called Skipping Girl Vinegar. Um, and yeah, we've got a beer that we named after her, which is pretty much a, a summer ale with a whole heap of. Um, New Zealand hops in it, so a lot of uh, Motueka and Soven. Uh, and that's probably my favourite thing at the moment because it's just a really good thirst quencher and um, just something that you can drink without thinking too hard about, but that's got some flavour. Um, but, yeah, it just depends on the on the day, or I guess. We, we forget here, too. We're worried about, hey, it's, tomorrow it's Monday, but it's also summer down there. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's right. So, yeah, no, at the moment it's, uh, you know, it's probably a lovely... 24 degrees Celsius, which uh, you probably can, again, conversions. But uh, I got gotcha. you. Holy cow, that's <laughs> like uh, 70 degrees. Like here. Yeah. Nah. Yep. Yeah, not bad. So uh, it's a lovely summer day outside, and uh, yeah, drinking a drinking one of those sounds like an excellent idea. What are you doing right now? now? You said you at the break you'd go get a beer. Yeah, well, I didn't actually. I, uh, I wasn't sure how long I had. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have warned you. It's Sorry, always time for beer. My fault. Okay, no worries. It's so, still only yeah. like, what, 10.30 in the morning out there, so. Quarter to 10, yep. Poor Jean has a whole day of work ahead of her. <laughs> no, you're yeah, we're just finishing up ours. Yeah, we have a whole day of eating nachos and watching bad television. And smelling my burps. Oh, God. So yeah, I, I'm sorry, I didn't even uh, know that I did that. It was bad. Yeah. That's the bad part. <laughs> it was real bad. Uh, okay. Uh, Surefoot Stout has won a bunch of awards for you guys out there. Tell us about that one. Yeah, that's probably one of, uh, that's definitely a staff favourite. Um, so, yeah, the, the Surefoot Stout is, is probably one of our best-known beers, and it, we're pretty much doing it seasonally. So uh, when winter comes around, um, we bust one of those out. Um, so I'm just trying to pull, I don't have a memory for brew cards and recipes and stuff like that, so I'm literally just sitting here on my computer trying to pull up the recipe as we speak. No worries. Um, Start with the colour. What colour is it? Uh, that black. Okay, uh, black. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, ninety-five sounds ninety-five ABC. Hmm. Well, what? What? Yeah. And what's the? Oh, the alcohol content is it uh, really low or is it? Uh, it so this one, I believe, is five percent alcohol. Oh, good. So it's a sweet stout. Um, so 
Yeah. That's my, a my, my next question, yeah. It was, uh, I, was, I didn't know if it was going to be a, like a session beer or is it going to be... Uh, there's so many different stouts out there right now. Yeah, so it's a, I guess the style is, is sweet stout, but it's not, you know, I mean, it certainly doesn't come across particularly sweet, but it's a, it's killer. We've got a um, Randy, uh, so a Randall, effectively at the at the bar at um, Mountain Goat, and we topped it up with um, coffee beans last winter and had the stout running through it, and it was just mind-blowingly good. Oh, that does sound good. So it's just whole coffee beans in that? Yeah, whole coffee beans. Yeah. Um, yeah, just so. run it, run it right across that the roastiness and everything else coming through. Yeah, why not? That sounds good. Wow. Yeah, it was really Chad, good. I make, don't even drink make coffee. That. And it was awesome. <laughs> so, what about that kind of um, that kind of ugly astringency and things you can get from coffee if you if you add it to the you know to the bright tank or you add it at the end? You can kind of it can kind of get chalky and yucky from from coffee. Do you get that out of the Randall? Not at all. No, it's uh, it's beautiful and smooth. It just comes across. I don't, I don't know how the extraction works, but it's just uh, it's just so nice and mellow and really balanced and really integrated. Um, so yeah. How about it's the head retention? Is it all oil on top after running it through there? Actually, no, no. It's, uh, huh. It doesn't have. Doesn't seem to. I mean, it probably knocks it down a little bit, but um, certainly not noticeably. That sounds damn good. Yeah, now, that's your morning beer right there, Jane. Yeah, if they're quaffing Totally, it, absolutely. If they're quaffing it that fast. That sounds very that's nice. That's awesome. There was an art, so art, I don't know if you guys, anybody read the paper today, but um, the what? Uh, what? there was an article it. in the Chronicle, and uh, or maybe it was just on the online version. That's all I read. But it was about session beers here in California. And, um, you know, of course, there was the old debate of, of what is a session <coughs> beer. Is that below 5%? Uh, can it be 5.5%? No. And things like that. And one of the guys, um, it, it, you know, who was interviewed for the article said that Guinness is one of his great session yep. beers he yep, likes to is. go to because it's always down there at 4%. Um, you know, there's some others uh, that you can find even at 3.5%, but, but very, very few. Yes. So, but so many people think that, oh, Guinness, big, thick, <laughs> chewy, stout. I don't want to get drunk on that. Right. But you're not going to. But it's really a, a good stout, whether it be a sweet stout or a dry stout, I think is the perfect example of a craft beer that's full of flavor but can be low in alcohol, you know, especially mm-hmm. if you do something like run it through coffee, too. Yeah. More flavor, more mouthfeel. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Do you guys use any other um, adjuncts in any of your beers, uh, any other type of uh, non-traditional brewing ingredients? Not really. Um, we tend to be, I guess we keep the, the Randall for uh, our experimenting, I guess. So last week we had a um, kind of quite a pale beer running through cucumber and mint. Um, wow. So <laughs> we kind of kind of keep it for, you know, we use the Randy to, to learn things about what might work in, in beers. But apart from that, we, we tend to keep it relatively traditional. Do you so, have to change your beer lines after these experiments to uh, for the next beer coming on? Uh, yeah, so we always clean them in between, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, after we after we're done with it, we're open on uh, only open two nights a week. So we're open on Wednesday nights and Friday nights. Um, and so after the Fridays, we give it all a clean and fill it up with solution cleaning solution before the next um, you know before the next opening, I guess. So so just a tasting room is what you have, basically. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Yeah. So it's a yeah, it's a a big bar, but um, only open a couple of nights a week. Yeah, it seems like mint would be one of those things that you'd taste forever if you didn't oh, for clean sure. properly, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. It's like brushing your teeth right before going and drinking a beer. Yeah. yeah. Mojito. Yeah. <laughs> Mojito it's kind of, like, kind of like Pim's beer, we reckon. So, uh, But it was a it was a massive hit, and, and especially given the, the week it was in Melbourne at the time, it was, uh, it was really hot. So 
that was uh, kind of the perfect antidote, I guess. Yeah, that actually sounds pretty nice. I'd definitely try it. All right, I have a listener question for you, Jane. Right. Um, one of our sponsors in the past has been a uh, homebrew shop close to you, Grain and Grape. Oh, we love John at Grain and Grape. John's a good dude, and uh, he's been a friend of JP's actually for a while now. They've That's known right. each other. And uh, he sponsored our show uh, last year. And anyhow, apparently, uh, your brewery makes um, wort kits for Grain and Correct. Grape. Correct. Yes. I'm told to ask about that and and what those work kits involve and and how that relationship took place, if you know anything about that. Um, So I think, yeah, John approached us just to, he obviously wanted to to have something for people who were, you know, possibly looking for a slightly easier uh, option than full, doing their own full mash um, stuff. So, yeah, effectively we we make it the same way we make everything else uh, at the brewery. Um, They give us the recipes. Um, so I think there's three or four different types. Um, they give us the recipe, we make it on our system, um, and then transfer it hot into the plastic cubes um, and send it on out the door. So, yeah, um, it's been a really, really good association for us. Um, and, yeah, I think they've been really well received from what I can tell. So those kits, that's a little different, I think, than we have here in the U.S. where we would, we, you know, uh, we'd have an extract. We'd have a kit, but the, but the wort extract would be kind of separate from the hops and all that. This is all pre-hopped wort. You've done it all in the kettle and then cooled down. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah pre-hopped and, and pretty much, I mean, obviously the, the idea is that you could open it and then literally put it in, obviously put it into a fermenter and, and, and pitch it um, with yeast and, and, it, and it would do its thing and, and be fine as it is. But obviously the option is is that you can reboil it and add some different bits and pieces and, and um, obviously add, you know, some other adjuncts or, or more hops or whatever else. But, um, but yeah, the option is, is to be able to open it and just ferment it straight away. And so it's not even dehydrated. It's not an extract. It's a, it's it's a wort. full wort. You're buying five it's gallons or so of wort. Correct, do. yep. Got it. I kind of like that idea. Yeah, you can't mess it up so much. Uh, that'd be perfect for me. I could say, do you see this beer that I brewed? I brewed it all by myself. Yeah. Uh, those guys over at the goat place, they gave me some bad wort. That's why my beer's not good or something. You blame it on that. Uh, I would blame it on Jane every time. Yeah. I would put in, in fine print on all my bottles. I didn't bottles, make this damn wort. If you like this beer, it's Justin's. If you, you didn't, like it. it's yeah. Jane's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jane, sure That's why I like collaborations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we get that a bit, but anyway. <laughs> so, so, Jane, can you ferment right in that cube? I mean, uh, uh, there's no headspace in the right, cube. Right. So I guess for but sterility, out a, a, three quarts of uh, th- or a couple of liters, I could probably uh, ferment in there, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing so. Yeah. So, yeah, be the way to go. Mm. I think I'm I'm ready to come out of homebrewing retirement now that I know that there is 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 word out there that I don't have to do shit. <laughs> get a cube and throw <laughs> some yeast Get a cube out. and you're ready to because go. Because I finally, after five years, figured out how to use Jamil's um, yeast pitch oh. calculator, <laughs> which, by the way, is just a matter of punching a number into a field. It's very simple. <laughs> What's cool about that is, is Jamil's actually online and, com- and computing the results. It <laughs> it's in all right there. Yeah, it's like talking to So him. now that I figure that out, really, I just need this this pre-made word, and I'm, I'm good to go. You are. Yeah, yeah home, home and hosed. You Perfect. are a home brewer. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Uh, now, the other question that came through, and, and one of our other programs we do on the network called uh, Brew Strong, um, did a, a show about, it's kind of popular in home brewing in Australia with this, this no-chill uh, kits and no-chill versions. Do you know about this, Jane? No, I'm going to plead ignorance in that particular one, but I'm sure you can talk me through it. Well, maybe now I need help. Tasty, can you talk me through I, I'm it? I'm not that familiar with it. I think what they do is they don't chill, chill their wart. At all. 
they what? Just let it sit until it's pitchable, right? Is it I, it? I think the idea is it's a little more involved than that. But the idea, I guess, is being able to go from something like a work kit like this to fermenting without doing a whole lot of anything. Right um, now, and, and now I guess you just now I'm going to give you terrible information. You have to go listen to the Bruce Strong episode we did. Look up the no chill method on on the Bruce <laughs> Strong, and, and you'll find it. But I was supposed to ask you about it, but I guess Jane, if you you, you weren't a home brewer before, so. I've never homebrewed in my life, so... Um, Despite what your resume says. Yeah. Despite what my resume <laughs> says, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah. Sorry, I can't help you much with that one. No, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, we've all lied a little bit on our resume. <laughs> that's right. God, if I ever even have to submit a resume again, I'll be very disappointed. Oh, for sure. So will my employers, by the way. <laughs> so, 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 Gene, on this wart cube, uh, how long does that keep, or... or what do people do? Is it made to order? Is it like the store says that this day we're going to have the wort delivery from uh, from Goat Mountain? Well, so the idea is is that because we fill the, the cubes straight out of the kettle, so we actually fill them hot and then we... So they're um, sterile. Yeah, we seal them immediately. So the idea is that they're sterile and, right. and that they should be able to hang around for, um, you know, not indefinitely. Weeks but, and um, weeks. Yeah, and so uh, probably we do. We would do a brew for grain and grape probably every, I don't know, every three weeks or something like that. But they have a range of kits, so we're probably only doing, um, you know, I mean, they, they probably sit around for up to two or three months, I guess. Um, and as yet, we haven't had any issues with them. So, um, yeah, so they can sort of sit around indefinitely, really. Great. Thanks for that information. Yeah. No worries. So, Jane, did you prep a recipe for us? Um, well, I was going to talk to you about the Hightail recipe was pretty much what I was going to do. Is that your rye IPA by chance? No. Or? So the Hightail was the sort of the amber ale, the amber, um, oh, which okay. is kind of our, um, uh, sorry, what's the word? The flagship. Flag, flag. Okay. Well, that's great. That's fine uh, by, by us, of course. Let me read you a, a bit of email that came through, too, just so you know about one of your other beers someone was fascinated with. Um, yes. Let's see. Uh, Micah from Perth, Western Australia. Uh, he wrote in. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he wrote in that he uh, he was putting in an early request for a recipe, which I didn't get till today. But uh, he attended the Australian National Homebrewers Conference in Melbourne, um, where I guess Mountain Goat was serving a rye IPA. Um, yep. That they made that you, you guys made just for the conference. He says. Um, being in Western Australia, Mountain Goat beer is hard to get uh, a hold of, and I believe the recipe was a special one-off for just the conference. I spoke to the brewer-slash-manager uh, at the conference. I don't know who that was. He doesn't say. And they gave me their card and seemed willing to chat about the recipe, but unfortunately, um, they haven't replied to my emails. Uh, probably probably busy. No worries. Uh, the beer was truly great, well-balanced version of an IPA um, with galaxy and citra hops really shining through in the flavor and aroma. It was my favorite of the conference. Um, and he said it would be great if I could question you about it. Uh, cheers and keep up the shenanigans. Uh, regards from Micah in Perth, Western Australia. Question me about this. <laughs> so I don't know. If, I, <laughs> it's an I know odd way we to did, put that. Well, we didn't prep you with that, so yeah. I don't know if you have any info in front of you. But in case I, I have my laptop and I have just opened the brew card, so oh, cool. perfect. I, I have information in front of me that I'm sure I'm more than happy to uh, to give out. So yeah, we did. Um, for the homebrewers conference, um, we brewed one of the conference beers, so it was on pretty much exclusively um, at 
the, the Home Brewers Conference. And so we pretty much did a collaboration with a couple of the guys there and asked them what it was they wanted us to make. And, um, yeah, rye IPA was the was the go. So we pretty much took our, our normal IPA recipe, added some rye and um, just changed the hops up a little bit. And, and this is what we came up with. So, yeah. So do you want me to run you through? Yeah, if you Please. can do. Yeah. All right. So uh, the grist, I'm just going to do percentages if that's okay. Perfect. So, yep. Um, so we use some traditional ale malt, so about 58-odd percent of uh, traditional ale malt, about 20% rye, um, 15% wheat malt, and sort of 7% pale crystal. And I know that doesn't actually add up to 100, but that's a rough... Uh, that's fine. <laughs> it, it's just rough. in math. It's good. Yeah, math. that works good. You're kidding? <laughs> I thought it added up perfectly. We, we can't even check your math. <laughs> when, you said, when you say traditional ale malt, is, is that like just a basic two-row pale malt? Pale malt. Okay. Yeah, pale right. malt, yeah. So, English? Um, what kind? Uh, it was Australian, so it's okay. a, you know, Joe White traditional ale malt is what okay. we use. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, what other information do you need? Hops. Yeah. Hops with the bitted with Pride of Ringwood. IBUs. Uh, so, 50 was what we were aiming for. Okay. Um, and using Citra late in the kettle. And nice. dry hopped with Galaxy. So, when you say late, we're talking five minutes here? Uh, ten minutes before the end of boil. Okay. And how many... Uh, do you have a distribution of the IBUs? How much comes from the bittering and then how much from that late edition? Uh, hold on two seconds. Let Ish. me just click over here. Nice question, Justin. There would... Pardon? It's a nice question from Justin. He can't figure <laughs> it out on his own, That's but weird. it's a good question. Uh, okay, so roughly 40 um, from the Pride and then uh, the remainder coming from the Citra late. Okay. And then, sorry, what was that dry hop again? Uh, Galaxy. Okay. So uh, the Australian hop variety I was talking about earlier. All right. And mash temperature a, back a back whole to the. Oh, sorry. Galaxy. A shitload. Is that what that was your measurement? <laughs> yeah. Is that different than a whole shitload? By the way, that's yes. larger than a crap ton. That is a universal yeah. measurement, it and is. we really should get all of our guests in line with the shitload measurement. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, just put in half a shitload. <laughs> yeah. Because who doesn't know what that is? I know it. Everyone right. knows oh, it. Oh, it's standard. Yeah. When you look back and go, it's universal. Damn, that was, a, that was a whole shitload. <laughs> that, that's the yeah. measurement. I'm telling you, I bet you that everybody is within like an ounce of each other when you say a shitload. <laughs> it cuts right through that metric English thing, too. Yeah. It? yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> like universal. Uh, mash temperature uh, back to that grain. Mash temp uh, 67. Okay. What's that, Justin? Celsius? Now I can't see yeah, all my microphones. Yeah, looks... Sixty-seven Celsius, just about twenty, about night. Uh, what am I on the wrong side? Yeah, one forty-eight. Yeah, I'm on yeah. the wrong side. Yeah, about one forty-eight. Yeah. Uh, Jane, I got a question about your whirlpool, and it's not what direction it goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. be, that's a whole other show, probably. Uh, <laughs> how long do you uh, do you whirlpool? How long before you, after you turn off the flame do you start? Uh, uh, cooling the wort, taking the wort uh, out of the uh, whirlpool. All right, so we don't have a whirlpool, but we okay. pretty much settle in the kettle. Um, we have a standpipe that sort of allows us to take off um, above the level of the the trub. Um, oh, but we set for uh, half an hour. Half so, an hour. Okay. Yeah. So once the kettle's turned off, sits there for half an hour, and then we start work transferring. So start cooling. Great. Thanks. No worries. Um, yeah, and USO five. 
Um, American 05. Oh, Safe fail. Same yeah. deal. Yep. Temperature for that? Fermentation? Um, fermentation, 18 degrees. All right. Tested? I'm looking. <laughs> Gravities. Uh, so, start boil, uh, sorry, start grav about 13 and a half Play Doh. So, whatever the times by four. 10, No. Um, and then finish would be roughly about three, I would imagine. Three Play Doh. So, wow. 12. All right. This is all the rye IPA that was found at the National Homebrewers Conference in Melbourne last yes. year. Yeah. All right. Was that the only place you brewed it for? Was that? Uh, yes. Yeah. So we did a did a single brew, which kind of ended up being about twenty seven kegs, and we sold some of it at the bar, and, and the rest of it went to the to the home brewing. So some of your conference. army actually got to taste it. Yeah, some people would have got to taste it. Nice. So now maybe yeah. this is a silly question. You said you just you you added some rye to the recipe. Does that mean that you replaced some of your base malt or something else with rye, or you literally just added rye to what you already had? Yeah, no, you're right. We replaced uh, replaced some of the ale malt with uh, with rye. Okay, got it. I see. I'm still on the fence with the rye beers, guys. Because I've had both, you know. I've had the ones where where rye used too much still has that funky flavor to me. Yeah, it's kind of me, a weird. Me, me, it's almost spicy. medicinal. Yeah. Yeah. I like the little bit spicy, of spiciness, yeah. but too much and it gets too medicinal. much of that spicy. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It's just smoky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, yeah. There's something to it. But I've had then some pale ales that that have had a very light amount of rye that were great. But then I just wonder, okay, well maybe you could just do without the rye. See what I mean? I'm, I'm just I'm still not sold on the whole rye situation. Fence thing. I'm, I'm still well, on the fence about it. High rye bourbon is key. Yeah, yeah that uh, that's my favorite kind of bourbon. When they, rye's better used in bourbon. Well, there's different types of bourbon, and it's either wheat on the easy end, middle road, or high rye, and it's spicy in that one. Okay, but I'm, I'm with you with the beer one. It's like I've had some good ones and I've had some bad ones. Yeah, I like it. Do that too I, much. I like yeah. it in bread a lot. You like rye? You like rye bread? Yeah, <laughs> with I your tuna it's, melt. It's very nice, okay. and I, I, that's where I would really put it more. Because now, do you there's want... a difference between a heavy rye bread and a lighter rye. What a dill bread. rye? There is a difference. Yeah, and so in my opinion, now in the beer, I agree with you. All right, well, thank you. Wholeheartedly. I okay. really liked the. We got a bit of a smoky character from it, but you know, all it did to me was actually add mouthfeel. It kind of added a bit of bit of depth and a bit of roundness, and and I actually thought it was a really attractive character in the in this particular beer. Yeah, I like so. that. If it if it gives us some complexity, then then I'm with you. Sure, a little mouthfeel. Yeah. Okay, as long as you find it attractive. <laughs> I did find it attractive. <laughs> I mean, I would say that I should experiment with brewing with rye myself, but we all know how that's going to turn out. You can't even brew with Badly. the grain you have. <laughs> Don't go adding shit. Uh, forget to add it. Yeah, Jay, can you please give me an all-two-row, single malt, <laughs> I barely have to do anything single at all hop. recipe, yeah. please? <laughs> I would. Uh, one thing we didn't look too hard into before brewing the rye was uh, the whole use of, you know, possibly using rice hulls or something like that. We had a killer, oh, terrible, oh, oh, terrible, oh, gummy. terrible runoff. Gummy, 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 yes. gummy, nasty, and we sort of didn't actually look into it too carefully. We're talking to the homebrew guys. They're like, "Yeah, just shove in twenty percent wheat," and we were like, "Okay, oh, sorry, twenty percent rye." And we we're oh, like, "Yeah, yeah no, no worries, problem. we did it." Yeah. And then, uh, and then I cursed them for the rest of that day with our five-hour runoff, which is usually Ugh. about two hours. Can, can so, you do a step mash? Or we you, can't. No, we're you, single step yeah, infusion. Screwed. 
Yeah. See, and, so, you know, to be honest with you, this is something that homebrewers should should listen to also because we, I think, we do often think that that what we do is exactly the same as as what pro brewers do. I right. don't mean all of us. Don't let me pigeonhole you into a corner, but but sometimes it's easy for us to go. Well, look, I'm an all grain brewer, and I grew and I brew twenty gallons, and and I can step mat, and it's exactly the same. Right. And it's very, it is very, very similar. And, and in some cases, it can be exactly the same. But when you start to throw in some ingredients like this, 20% to us on our on our 20-gallon system is really very, very different than what Jane's doing on a, on a huge system, right? So sometimes and, we do forget that. And five hours on your day off is not five hours <laughs> on the clock. Right. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of swearing going on that, that day. Yeah. That was for sure. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, then, the word "fucking homebrewers" yeah. probably went around that br- <laughs> yeah. brewery every now and then. But uh, rice yeah. holes and and a step mash at about when a rest at about one twenty two will help quite a bit. Yeah. And then if you I could mash it, it if you could raise to a mash dot temperature, yeah, yeah, but, that's why I ask if you got if you can't if you only infusion mashing. Yeah, yeah. Nah. So next time those homebrewers get a hold okay. of you, Jane, call Doc because yeah, he's, he's actually pretty I'll make good. Sure I- Get, get a second opinion. First. Yeah, yeah, check with us. Yeah. Doc, should I do this? Hmm. And, and Doc really doesn't sleep anyway. He's like a bat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and the other thing that um, no one warned me about is that about day three of Ferment, it was just this massively smoky character and, and just so intense. I was literally about to... It's not like burnt elements, so I was literally about to open the dra- open the valve on it and put the whole thing down the drain. Double. So All uh, right, but yeah. it went away. It went away, and, and yeah, it was... Was great after that. So, but yeah, oh, just see, another I wouldn't thing have known that, that either. Uh, yeah, another thing ever, that I learned. Ever had your hot bag like touch the bottom of the kettle and burn? Is that similar? It, to it's that? very intense, and you just want to dump it out. And I could, I could tell that that's what she's thinking about. Oh, 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 something's wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. See, yeah, and so again, at that scale, funny. you kind of you really start to shit because you go, "Wow, this is a huge batch of beer that these guys talk me into doing." That's fucking homebrew. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and now it smells bad. There was a stuck mash. Uh, Jane's thinking, "It's not my money; it's just my job." <laughs> yeah, and all I'm thinking is, God, if anyone's going to crucify me, it's going to be the homebrewers. This is the beer I need to get right out of all the beers I'm bloody make. True, yeah. true. It's a tough crap, but. Sure. Uh, you know what? They really, really liked it, uh, obviously, Apparently. from this guy's email. So, yeah, it's a good thing. It turned out okay in the end, but uh, it was good. I mean, we learnt some stuff, which is which is <laughs> fantastic in itself. I mean, it's not every day that you kind of learn something when you're doing something you've been doing for, for six years every day. So, yeah. Right. yeah, it was good. It only cost you a little stomach lining. Yeah, a little bit. A few more grey hairs, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, <you> know, <laughs> not a bad thing. All right, well, unless you're super excited to give out the uh, the other recipe, we could call that your recipe for the day. Yeah, no, I'm happy with that. Okay, cool. Sweet. No, I'm glad we could do that for a listener, too. I like it when they uh, get an answer to their question. So yeah. uh, thanks to Micah for writing that in and uh, also being from your hometown. What a, that's a cool connection. Yes, that's lovely. Seven on your side. All right, Jane. Well, thank you for spending time with us today. I do appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, it's fun to talk to you. Um, I keep waiting for someone at that homebrew conference to uh, fly me out to Australia uh, one of these times. And, and if that ever happens, I'll, I'll come see you at the brewery. I'd love to, to see what you guys are doing over there. Fly him out to for Perth. Sure. Then both people can meet him. What the hell happens in Perth anyway? Nothing. Anything? Like three people, people go. Well, I don't know. It depends who you talk to, but um, possibly a lot of nothing. It's a beautiful, beautiful town. But, Is it? Um, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic spot. So um, is it like a farm town? The- or? <laughs> I think people no. leave Farmville. People leave Perth to go on vacation. 
<laughs> well, but a lot of people go to, I mean, there's a lot of people who move to Perth. I was born there and so I kind of I moved away, but um, there's a lot of people who can't understand why. It's a beautiful beach town. The weather is fantastic. Um, wow. And they have some awesome beers over that side of the world. So, um, I know where yeah, I'm going. It's a, it's a really nice spot to go, that's for sure. Now, is there there good surfing there? And by in my case, what I mean is, uh, would I make good shark bait in Perth? Oh, you would make excellent, excellent shark bait. <laughs> Perfect. So, you know, you could just yeah. stay on land and get munched by the poisonous snakes <laughs> instead. Yeah, and then and while you're trying to fend off all of the poisonous spiders as well. Oh <laughs> God, I don't want to talk about them. I've seen them. Yeah. I while, watch National Geographic. Geographic while trying to figure how far away you have to walk to get to town. <laughs> yeah. You can't right. do it with your discalculator. Right. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All right, Jane, really, thanks very much for your time. Yes. I, I apologize that you have to now go to work. Oh, I know. It's such a drag, but anyway. <laughs> we have yeah. to go get fat. I'm sure you have a terrible job. Uh, I know. Oh, it's terrible. It's a tough life. <laughs> all right, it's really been a pleasure, and thanks for all your, you know, you've been very uh, forthcoming with us about uh, your resume and everything else. I like that. <laughs> yeah, no point hiding these things, eh? <laughs> That's right. You have a job now. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very cool, Jane. Thanks very much. No worries at all. Thank you for having me. Have a, you know, enjoy the Super Bowl. We, we will beca- We will enjoy who becomes the world champion. Yes, absolutely. We'll let you know. <laughs> all okay, right. cool. I'll, I'll wait with bated breath. <laughs> cheers, Jane. Thanks. Okay. Cheers. Bye. All right. There you go. Jane Lewis from Mountain Goat Brewery in uh, Richmond, Australia. And what a nice guest, too. Uh, Very nice. Uh, yeah. That was enjoyable. All right, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a last break here, um, and then when we come back, we'll do your Drunk of the Week calls. Do you think we have Drunk of the Week calls this early in the program? No. Yeah. I think we should go watch the game. I think that uh, we probably have Drunk of the Week calls. We'll make it a short segment when we come back. JP clearly very interested in football at this time in his life and, and wants to get to it. At this moment, I'm ready for it. We'll be right back. It's the session. We'll do Drunk of the Week calls and let Manly. you guys all get to the game. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Whether I'm making me dry stout or rebuilding me kegs, I head to the heart of dear Dublin for me homebrewing supplies. You head all the way back to Emerald Isle just for a wee batch of grain for a bit of keg tubing? No, you moronic waste to deliver Dublin, California. I go to HopTech. For 30 years, HopTech in Dublin, California has been supplying homebrewers with malt extract, fresh grains, hops, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts, and much more. HopTech is one of the first homebrew supply shops on the internet and is proud to offer a war 
award-winning beer kits, both online and in their store. Mention the BN Army for a 10% discount off your order. The store is open every day except Wednesday or shop online at hoptech.com anytime. Hoptech is run by passionate, award-winning brewers who live, love, and travel for beer and bring their experience to the store for you. If you don't want to visit Dublin, just call toll-free 800-DRY-HOPS or go to hoptech.com. Visit Hoptech today in Dublin, California and at hoptech.com. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Jamel Zanishef here for the Brewing Network, reminding you the AHA is giving away three full conference passes to the NHC in San Diego in 2011. All you need to do be an AHA member. You can sign up through the brewingnetwork.com. Just click on that big AHA logo there and sign up. You also need to be a BN donor. Click on that Donate Now button, and you too can be in on this NHC giveaway. Three full conference passes. There's one for the Sunday session, one for the Brewing Network's Can You Brew It, and one for Brew Strong. So uh, all you need to do, again, be an AHA member, donate to the Brewing Network, and you too are in the running for a full conference pass for the San Diego NHC. Sign up today. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's stuff. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer...
Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. We're wrapping things up. It's Drunk of the Week right now or right never because we're out of here. We're going to go. We've done our business for today. We've. Uh, Justin has no capability of putting up with anything more than this. Nope. No time. No inclination. We had a great interview happening. with Jane. Why ruin a good thing with a bunch of... Uh, you know, Stop. meaningless meandering. Where does this phone plug in? Can I just... Uh, just <laughs> okay, yeah, call in now, please. And we're going to go... I can't... Why are you so excited about the Super Bowl, Jamie? I'm not. But you haven't even watched it. I'm hungry. You didn't have the hats. Eat. Yeah, I'm kind of done. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I haven't really eaten. Wow. It was a short show. It was an easy show. I really no. don't want to hear the complaining. I'm not complaining. I just said I want to Stop go. it! Oh, look. Look, if you want to complain, you would complain. So don't complain. Well, right. But you're complaining about my complaining. Uh, sorry, Bevo. There Bevo's. you go. Yeah. So nobody's calling. Can we go? <laughs> <laughs> no. Bevo, you're looking lovely today. Thank you. And I like your haircut. I know you've had it for a while, <laughs> but you. but it's start. You're fi- <laughs> you're finally starting to grow into it. And I do like your boob shirt, but uh, there's no cleavage involved. What what did you she, say? That's she the, dressed for God that's today. the Miley Cyrus collection. <laughs> the Miley Cyrus line. Isn't it a little uh, heretical to wear a Miley Cyrus shirt to church? I didn't wear this to church. No. Oh. What'd you wear to church? I don't know. Really? Less than? A red? More than? No, I talked to a fr- than. I talked to a friend of mine this weekend, and his old man, um, his old man, I guess, uh, who, who is, is old, uh, just hangs out watching the Disney Channel all day. He's retired now, and he watches the Disney Channel. That's crazy. And I'm going, really? Does He's he like, paddle it to the Disney Channel? He must, because <laughs> why else, as an old dude without kids around, would you watch the Disney Channel? It's because it has all these, like, Miley Cyrus broads, and, and I have to watch this all I the time. Carly. Is that one? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wizard, Wizard of Waverly Place. Yeah. Oh, wait. Doc knows him, too. Oh, I got teenage kids at my house yeah. and, and, and 10-year-olds. They they watch this. I walk in and say, like, uh. And guess what I don't have at my house? What? That. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> a reason. Yeah. A re- yeah. Okay. But it's... it's. Can we watch, like, How It's Made or something on Science Ooh. Channel or something? <laughs> I need to find my... Uh... You have a call? It's Willie the Knight from Washington. Uh, Swilly? I do like Willie the Knight, though, and that's fine. I like Swilly the Knight. <laughs> Swilly. Forks? Especially when he's been drinking. What's I up, don't know. Is he from Forks? <laughs> What's up, Swilly the Knight? Hey, Bevo. This is, you get my beer? This sounds so bad on the phone. Hey, I don't like how it sounds on the phone. Even Tasty sounds bad. What, what can I do to make your uh, experience more pleasurable, Swilly? Uh, can, you give me, uh, can you give me a Hummer? Here's your glass. <laughs> Oh, do you yeah. need do you need more volume in the phone? Less volume? No, he needs a Hummer. You want a gray one? Uh, there's like a lot of volume and some uh, static electricity. How about now? Is it better now? We can give you a lot of static. I mean, I don't think you know. I don't think it's going to get any better, and I'm just going to have to live with it. You know, it's, you know what? It's best that's that way. You are suck it up. That's you, the American. You know, this it. is this is not beer talk we're having right now. So let's let's move this along. Beavis, thank you, Beavis. Wait, is someone bitching? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. About so you. We are sort of lining up between the bitchers and the non-bitchers here. It does appear that. Yes. So yeah. off- okay, I'm on, I'm on the bitchers mound. <laughs> so off air, I kind of t- told the staff that we have to start being nicer to our callers. I think the one exception I, we should I make missed, is with Beef. And I missed that. Yes. that uh, Beef should be allowed to be a total no, no. bitch. Anytime oh, yeah. Wants. No, I, I encourage, I encourage like, mean, I like when you guys are uh, feisty. <laughs> <laughs> there was never a chance that I wasn't going to be <laughs> All right, what can no, we do for you? Be- the beaver wasn't mean. Who's, who's being mean? Nobody's being mean. Don't the beaver's always the beaver. nice. <laughs> the I beaver. think JP's mean is what I think. Remember the beaver no, cam? No, he's clever. Remember the beaver cam? Clever? Hey, I've been drinking tonight. I mean, today. 
Me Today? too. Great. What have you had? What have you had? God. Uh, no, but the thing is, is uh, I'm not as drunk as I was like four, three weeks ago. That's why, and I didn't win then, so why should I even try now? You are, know? You, are you drunk the, now? Then why did you call? This may be our only call. No, I'm saying I'm not as drunk as I was that other time, but oh. we never got to what I drank last time. Well, you're the only time. call, so uh, fucking tell us what you had, okay. bro. Start us I out. Had th- okay, I had three uh, monk shines. I don't know. I got them from grocery outlet. So <laughs> I think awesome. I think they were. I don't <laughs> oh, think you're they poor. As good as. <laughs> I don't think awesome. they were as good as they were. I bet the rents are good. It tastes, it tasted like cider. Oh, you know, like, oh hey, not good. Is it cider or is it beer? Well, I had a lot of inside. I don't know. <laughs> inside. I had a lot of entries well, in cider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've known that. Uh, I also had uh, the wind windmer. Just shut up, windmer KJ KJB KJB. Okay. Riz. Rizzo. Riz. Russian right. Imperial. I don't I don't like you know what I don't like? You guys really uh rely on a resume and you guys don't care about oh, delivery. God. You guys you guys are into like what'd you drink? Oh well, I g I'm caring about your delivery right now. Okay, so, seriously, Christina Aguilera is singing I the have, national well, anthem right now. Is she really? I have yes. three large I, my JP, delivery uh, three get out of here. I don't want to hear you complain nope. for the rest of the show. I'm I'm see go watch the Super three. Bowl that you don't even nope. you haven't watched a single game this year. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna <laughs> she, she's like twelve, right? I, I watched recording the game that the Giants the Giants won. I watched that game. You put up with that, sure. And the Super Bowl World Series. All right, Swilly, <laughs> you are in the in the running for Drug of the Week. Thank you for the call. He wins right. it. I think he's right up front. Let, we'll give a chance for one more. We, he at least has to maybe have one competitor. We'll see what... Uh, I'm surprised that it's not full of drunken phone calls on Super Bowl Sunday. That oh, is because, true. Because they're all having that to guy do was pretty awesome. relatives in their house right now. That guy was pretty good. I do have an important message before we go on. Oh, wait. It? Does it pertain to me? Did you know that you can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget? Then it does pertain to me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. do Have Bebo do it. Yeah, like you know what? Do it like, do it like um, uh, Jay-Z. And where are you calling Bebo, you want to come over here and do this uh, this uh, live read for yeah, us? Please, please, please. She seems busy. Uh-oh. She's getting distracted. You want to uh, you want to sit on my lap and do the uh, Adam and Eve live read? No, and Ice Climber from Ohio is on the phone. All right, I'll I have got a it. special. Are you sure you don't want to do this live read for 100% us? One hundred percent sure. A special toy just for you if you do. I'll give you I'll give you five dollars of the total commission if you come read it. Oh, awesome! No. Come on, you need five. No. That's, that's like we should have Sam do all of our Adam and Eve reads. Actually, <laughs> yeah, where is he? Ow, that's wrong. Yeah, yeah, get him in here. Ow! I'll, I'll, all right, I'll do it as Sam. Ow! Do you know you can make this Valentine's Day one you'll never forget? Oh, I love it. Oh, with the amazing offer from adamandeve.com. Oh, what do you get? <laughs> All right, I can't. Do, I think I have to do them justice. Okay. Uh, Valentine's Day, adamandeve.com. Uh, through Valentine's Day, which is what? Like next month? Uh, no, it's like uh, it's Friday. It's in August. It's Coming Friday. up? Friday. Be when's Valentine's Day? I don't know. What does Sam do on Valentine's Day? I don't do that crap. We don't. Uh, I'm not a Valentine's Day kind of girl. You know what? If you don't do that Lucky crap, you're going to you. get hurt. Lucky Sam. <laughs> All right. Uh, Valentine's Day. I think it's February 14th. Uh, amazing offer from AdamandEve.com through Valentine's Day. 50% off just about any item. Uh, go to AdamandEve.com. You'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products. Something how many How many of those could you use in a lifetime? Oh, my God. It doesn't matter. Bevo. It's something for everybody. What? <laughs> something uh, for everybody. Uh, 
I'm not paying Including much. toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. Bevo, do you use toys in the bedroom with Sam? Yeah, like G.I. Joe's and shit. Yeah. No toys. Well, you use them without Sam. <laughs> For yourself? Uh, lingerie? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I use the real I doll. I have lingerie. It's like going yeah, to the bullpen. She's going to get warmed up. I mean, it's like. It's not my thing. Nah, mine neither. It's I like, would feel like lingerie a- can't work with Sam because you put on the lingerie and then he goes, ah! I'm done. <laughs> like right when you walked in. What are you putting all your clothes on for? Ow! Are we going to bang? I'm done. <laughs> no, so you put lingerie. I say, cool, can I show my friends? Ow! Oh, no, then we're good. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a lingerie guy either, man. I just you know, Really? Yeah, it's no. just boring. Dude, lingerie is not boring. Lingerie is great. It's boring. No, it's 10 seconds. It's not of, boring. Oh, wow, I like that. Yeah, How but it's just great. On it? okay. yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's not boring. It it's gives boring. you it gives you ten seconds to look at your lady like a total whore, which helps everybody out. I do anyway. So, so Chad, <laughs> Chad, lingerie as they're climbing in the window. No, oh, even better. It gets, <laughs> yeah, gets caught on the window. And yeah, it, it, the garter right belt off. gets snagged on the stucco. Yeah, stuck <laughs> to the ceiling. Yeah. I um I got a lot of lingerie right before I got married, like as gifts. Right. And uh, Terrence's wife gave me the most awful pair of crotchless blue crotchless oh, really? garter belt oh, oh, I was joking, underwear. oh they're ridiculous <laughs> Two belts. and I actually wore them one time but I Ooh. was like joking around and I also got a pair of awful like size 42 granny panties <laughs> so I put them on over top and I was like hey yeah. I just threw up a little bit in my mouth <laughs> awful. I love it I'm but- liking it too really cute until I realized they were crotchless and I was like oh my god that's like icing on the baby they actually made those see that's the difference between chicks and dudes with the lingerie the the chicks are like oh it's cute and dudes really only care if it makes you look like a whore and then we're into the lingerie unless you're JP who's retarded Sorry, it's a little it's a, You know why? Why would you get naked to put more clothes on to get naked? To you and Sam, but just take it off. Just ah! take it off. <laughs> just do know. it right now. Sam likes it. You spent like yeah, I hours just thinking about thing, what it's going to look like and hours getting dressed and like all I want is off. That's the seconds. difference between guys and girls. Yeah. Girls want to look pretty like that before People sex so and serious. guys don't give a fuck. I no. just want to go to sleep. All right, well, right to uh, to give it a chance, you can go to adamandeve.com, get a bunch of lingerie, but and there's more. I still think you should buy it. With every order, you'll receive our romance kit for free. It's, it includes a toy for him. Oh. Romance must be a prostate. Don't you massager, have one of the- right? <laughs> Remote control. I do have a prostate massager. I haven't used it yet though. Because it's big. It's too big. Why? Why can't they make a small one? That thing ain't going up there. No, it's gigantic. It's you not, ever seen these things? It's not finger size? It's not. No. It's like the size of a fist. It's, the, it's, it's like, like the top of that 22. Whoa, that is too Have you ever seen Terrence's finger? It's like that size. It's his thumb. Ouch. I think it's actually modeled after Terrence's thumb. Well, big then you should thumb. have no problem It's the same color, it. too. <laughs> it's the same you color. You know, my friend. <laughs> Snap, by the way, people. Uh, okay. But yeah, anyway, you receive a, a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something you'll both enjoy, uh, plus a free adult DVD. That's not all. Uh, free shipping, too. So go to adamandeve.com, 50% off, the free romance kit, free shipping. Uh, enter coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. BN Army, uh, BN Army at uh, adamandeve.com. Good thing there's no numbers in there. All right, who was on the phone? Oh, some guy oh. from Oregon. Oregon guy. No, Ohio. O- Ohio guy. Oregon. Same shit. What's up, man? Ohio dude. Justin. Yeah, brother. What's happening? Yeah, this, um, this is Ice Climber. Ice Climber. What's That's up, man? Nice. Oh, we're doing we're doing well. We uh, we've I've I finally tapped into some Cantillon tonight. Oh. Thank which, you which your one? 
situation. It was a uh, guys are lucky. Vingarone. Uh, oh, that's a good one. That one's Vingarone. that one's with some uh, yeah, with some that great was a great one. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Yes, that's yes, your first Cantillon ever. Recommendation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've we've got the Grand Cru, but we haven't tapped it yet. Okay, the Grand Cru is good too, but it's going to be very different. Uh, Grand Cru is not one of their more sour beers. It's it a not. wonderful, wonderful goose yes. that is more on the really traditional goose side. It does not have the sourness of, say, your rosé, uh, or even the the Vigneron is more uh, sour than that. But you will enjoy it as a goose. Well, well, what about the? Uh, I hear you guys talk about the iris and the. Um Rose and get the uh, rose. Rose and yeah. Both yeah. the iris yeah. and the rose, especially the rose, will blow your fucking mind. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got into the sours because we're in Jolly Pumpkin Land. Oh, good. And uh, I mean, it's 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 like a, a scale. They're 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 equaling out about even. I'm not sure which one's more sour, but that Cantillon blew our freaking minds. There you go. Good work. It was I'm proud insane. of you. And then we've had some temptation. Some Turbo Dog, some Hot Slam, some Estate Ale from Sierra Nevada, some homebrewed uh, Jay Z's uh, Chocolate Hazelnut Porter, some uh, oh, JP's Imperial Porter, uh, some of my own. All right, all right, yeah. stop. Ice Climber. I am inventing a, an award for you for the first time ever. It is the inauguration of the Best Beer List of the yes. Week Award. Oh. Yes. Right, uh, you guys a, have got the group. Wow. Well, you guys have the greatest recipes out there, and I just keep brewing them. We tonight we're brewing up uh, Jay Z's uh, Evil Twin. Oh, nice! We're, we're we're chilling right now. I heard a rumor that uh, that 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 might be one of his inaugural beers at at Heretic. Uh, that there's the potential that well, that very beer that you're so. brewing will be one of his. Uh, I hope beers. it turns out well. We're we're chilling as as we speak. Great, you heard it here first. All right, Ice Climber, I'm not putting you in the running for Drunk of the Week, even though it sounds like you've had a lot, because you've just earned Best Beer List of the Week. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an, uh, I, I speak well, but I get drunk well, and, and we're doing well. <laughs> All right, wow. enjoy your Sunday, and thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. Later, brother. All right, there you go. Ice Climber uh, inventing a new award. Just That was a pretty damn good beer list. Yeah, yeah, we should call good. it the Justin's Jealous o- uh, Award. And the fact that he I didn't hear Jealous every beer he had. It was not like, he uh, never got that was okay, it. that one's good, that one did, we didn't like. It was like, oh, awesome yeah. beer the whole time. Well, make, yeah. maybe make it a Super Bowl thing, because that's, I mean, the lineup is important. And uh, the game's just starting, so they're not hammered yet. But, sure. You know, so the lineup should is be. important. Chad's upset because he didn't hear. Yeah, you, you had Vinny's beer there, right? The, uh, <laughs> Brown. You're drinking the Janice Brown, right? It's his badly Leeward Brown. It's a Janice Brown inspired beer. Eric and I were brewing when we brewed the yeah, Janice Brown. Janice Brown. I like it. It's got was, a little bit of that, Janice in that it. That was a good Janice. Get to the, yeah. Janice. Janice. Yeah, 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 yeah. the Janice yeah, Brown is for Yep. 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 Oh, I love it. Yeah, make that a separate uh, Yeah, clip. I'll cut that out. That <laughs> way it's own button. <laughs> that way poor Tasty doesn't have to listen to the rest every time. Exactly. Oh, we just you. want the yep, yeah, yeah. yep, yeah. yep. Uh, right, we'll, we'll do this last call that Bevo's taken here, and then we'll decide who we're going You guys don't have to get the hate mail all week if I cut off the Drunk of the Week call too quick. Forward it to me. I don't give a fuck. I have to I'll start it. taking You know shit. what? JP's hated all the time. <clears throat> I know. With a little more. A little Monday right. morning hate. I'm... Go ahead. It is Bilson, not Wilson, right. from... I forgot. Bilson! What's Take happening, man? What's up? 
<laughs> How's it going, brother? Not too bad. Not too bad. We're getting ready to watch the stupid bowl. Yeah, us too. What do you got? All right. Well, I got two Sacred Cow IPAs and a Wizard. That's it so far, but I am totally willing to slam a brown sugar right now. Oh, a brown sugar. Uh, where are you calling from? You got that stupid Michigan. Super Bowl hat? From Michigan. You get the brown sugar out there in Michigan, huh? Michigan. Yeah. Dude, that's nice. I like the, I'll tell you, when I was just getting into craft beer, uh, like once I had gotten past IPAs and discovered there's all sorts of beer, brown sugar was the one. If I wanted to get fucked up on a really tasty beer, yeah. I'd go for the brown sugar. That's a nice oh, yeah, one. I got a nice six-pack waiting for me. So where'd you get yeah. that? At the Piety Store? Uh, the yeah, the Piety Store that sells it. Well, you can chug Party it for store. me, but I, I got to be honest with you. Already, Swilly sounds drunker than you. But I'll take the oh, chug yeah. if you if you want to give you know, us some good content. We'll give you a round of hand. You know, oh, yeah. I'll okay. do the chug. It only benefits you. All right, give us Pretty the chug. Much at this point. <laughs> All right. Didn't he blow a wizard, too, or something? What was that all? I got wizard jizz. <laughs> kind of off the gray. Uh-oh. Uh, okay, there we go. Dude, that's a, nas- <laughs> that's a nasty beer to chug, though. Like, no, that's, that's rich. heavy. It's rich. All the beers are rich. Did you do that at the bottle or out of a glass? Bottle. Nice. It's all bubbly. Yeah, it's all bubbly and shit. Hey, what'd you say about the wizard? Oh, the wizard. Uh, the shorts brew. The wizard. Oh. Brew, not blue. Oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. thought you blew a wizard. Before we did. Did he tell him He was yeah. level 79. That's right. They, what's it called when he, they were LARPing the in Michigan today, and he ended up blowing a wizard after the LARP? Fuck, fuck LARPing. I just play D&D. Dude, LARP sounds awesome. Is it me, or did I see JP do a serious post, not a joke, <laughs> that said he's bringing back D&D, he wants to get a crew together no, and do D&D? No, that was fucking real. JP, was stop real, it. Son. You can't do that. I have. You in, oh, you in Bevo? In? Bevo, oh, Bevo's you are not in. in. You, yeah. I can't be associated with the two of you Woo! if you start D&Ding at your age. Oh, over Skype. Look blessed. at you. Bevo, Bust you're practically an old bag dice. at this point. And JP, well, yeah? look at him. What about me? <laughs> look at him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, Bilson. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Cheers, brother. Good chug. Hey, J- JP, we can't do this because nobody's got a basement. <sighs> I'll dig a fucking hole in my back. You're you know? seriously considering oh, starting yeah, a D and D troop? Yeah, basement. me and a couple of listeners. Actually. Get a fucking job, dude. I'm trying to, <laughs> dude. Well, you doing D and D isn't going to help. I you. have I have two potential jobs. You got potential. Well, D&D one now, and then maybe one <laughs> later. We'll see. D and D. Yeah. How D&D. old are you? I'm 33. Come on, man. You're not old enough, actually. I for mean, D&D. wow, yeah. was one thing. At least other people are doing it. Oh, it still it. is. Other pe- Hey, other people are doing D and D. It's actually really big right now. Point out the other people to me, and then let's talk. I don't want to out them over the air. <laughs> but you know as well as I do that the caliber of people are not what you are striving for in life. Actually, one of them is really. Yes. <sighs> and Beef, don't encourage him. I think it's awesome. You're gonna be the only the only person with great tits at the meeting, and yes, <laughs> she wrote a, a twenty on the twenty sided die. She got great tits, and it's gonna be a mess. She'll be the only one with great tits, but she won't be the only one with tits. <laughs> I I, I, yeah. I chose my words carefully. Okay. Absolutely, all right. Not man tits. Bring Sam with you. Now that I would go to just to watch Sam insult people the way he does. Hey, Blobber, but Blobber wants to D and D with me. Yeah, Blobber's in. Yeah, Blobber's in. So there you go. Case, Case in point. point. Thank you. Yeah. He has a nice life. He's hey, uh, a minor 
Who? No, who? he's 31. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting Doc in for drunk of the I love Blobber. He's you? fantastic, yeah, but I don't this, love that well, he wants to D and D with you. So what do you think of this? This ice wrist, is that what you call it? Yeah. All right, one last call from Washington. Call her. Uh, All right. right. It's the same right. guy. Uh, call the uh, Drunk of the Week, uh, Swilly. Uh, All right. Yeah. Swilly. Good job, it's like Swilly. Walkers. Yeah. Thanks uh, to our guest, Jane, uh, who was really a lot of fun and uh, great to hear. Yeah, she was terrific. On the air. Uh, put, up with our, put up with our bullshit and, and can't complain yeah, about that. Yeah, she would right your bullshit. But and yeah, I don't know. My bullshit was pretty good this time. Just <laughs> <laughs> some, some good bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, believe it or not, uh, off week next week. Uh, yet again, yeah. That's right. It's our off week no, for uh, February. No, it's uh, oh, oh, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> to Doc's family, next week no. is not an off week. No, it's not an off week. Uh, Oh, what time is this thing? Actually, we'll be working late. We're on next week. We are broadcasting live from the Sourfest at Triple Rock. If at you 11 want to come, If you want to come join us at Triple Rock at 1130. Yes. It's a broadcast. It doesn't happen over no. the air, but it will happen at In Triple person, Rock a, among us. A meet and greet. That are ha- it is a meet and greet. It's more of a meet and greet. Yeah. More of a meet oh. and greet. Yep. SF Beer Week, man. At uh, yeah, big deal. Come yeah, on. and in fact, uh, you we know, there are there. other events we're going to for SF Beer Week. But I got to say that Rogers Sourfest at Triple Rock is the one that we just can't miss. Oh yeah, Triple yeah. Rock. The oh, guy yeah. has done an incredible job year after Rock. year. I can't miss it. So uh, um, that is um, our no in studio show. Oh, excellent, excellent. But we still have a show. It's a meet and greet. Got to be the, there for, at, the, for the folks. Right. Yes, gotcha. Also, don't forget, we're live from Downtown Joe's on the 27th. Come on out and join us. Uh, Colin's been a, a great supporter of us. Let's show up and support them. In uh, You know, it's yes. kind of their off months. They don't have, like, a lot of people coming uh, in the winter. Napa is a summer place. So come yeah, and yeah. help us uh, celebrate a, a great tradition of broadcasting at Downtown Joe's with Colin on the uh, February 27th. And tattoos. And maybe tattoos. <laughs> I'll see if I can get well, our guy. A pale ale you guys can try. I saw that Terrence is out there. We'll ask if T-Bone wants to get his uh, his, his tattoo, which looks like yeah. shit, touched up. By the way, that asshole has a Raiders jersey on. Oh. He does have a Raiders jersey on. What an asshole. On. He's kind of ghetto. Yeah, he's we, super we, ghetto. No, he's not. That's what makes it more ridiculous. Terrence <laughs> is wider than I am. That's true. Yes, he is. Wider than you are? He is wider he and is wider. wider also. Yeah. He's yeah. both. He does well, have a know. sweeter ass, actually. Terrence got that... Uh, His ass is kind of a that, shelf. That baby's got back. <laughs> You know, I don't know if you. Have... <laughs> shelf. Are you talking about his actual baby or? Yes, actually, I'm Both. talking about his baby. Yeah, I've seen the older film. Isn't yeah. this baby named like Richmond Jackson or something? Inner Richmond. Jackson. Inner Jackson Richmond. Brown. Jackson Danger. I think it, I'm pretty sure his baby's called Tenderloin Richmond Jackson. <laughs> East Oakland Green <laughs> Raiders Jackson Green. Everything black that you think. Okay. I like when Tasty and Chad get uncomfortable with our racism, and they just they just <clears throat> they just clear their throats in the background. <laughs> they just let everybody know we're here, but we're not talking. Uh, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. That's that what's going for. on in my yeah. mind right now. <laughs> because so they're, they're so not black. I'm in neutral. All right. All right, come join Doc and the rest of us at Sourfest next week, uh, uh, where it's a meet and greet show. Yes, come meet us. Yeah, I'll be there. We'll meet. be the guys for the mini tour. Little meet, meet. Thanks to everybody who came out to Winterfest last weekend. It was a great time and a good success, and we appreciate your support. Yes, sir. Uh, also, it was really cool. The cops and everybody else told us, wow, this is the mellowest, coolest group of people uh, we've ever seen. Yeah. And that is our MO every time we do a festival. I, it's I incredible. The, I was telling the ABC people as they were chewing your ass out yeah. for one thing or another. They did and, yell at me. Oh, and they left. And I go, no, this is kind of like a family gig. It's the 
Yeah. This is the industry kind of thing. You won't see any problems here. And they were really... They were shocked. Really? There's a lot, so much beer here. No. Watch. <laughs> you won't even see it. They were shocked. I was not shocked. You people always do that for us, and it's it, rad. It was It was great. You even took the homeless people under your wing. That's right. I did. They were stoked to be there. JP was hanging out with them. He got um, one cell number. Me? Yeah, I got it. All right. Thanks to everybody. All the help, the volunteers, the BN staff, the police, the city of Berkeley. Uh, special thanks to Sarah, our event coordinator, who is the new rock star of the BN. Uh, she was very, oh, yeah. very cool. She's the bomb. Couldn't have done any of it uh, without her. And, uh, yeah, that's all. Thanks and stuff. See ya. Yeah, just when you thought you were done, I just wanted to mention uh, uh, Doc's Ice Porter. What is it? Ice Porter? Oh, wait, hang on. Ice Russian Imperial Stout. Yeah, this beer is incredible. It was always, it was already like almost 10%, and then I iced it. Right. It's incredible. What is it now, do you reckon? Oh, what do you think? Tasty? There's like an 18. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it feels like 19, though. But it, it, oh. it's so smooth drinking. Look how red we are. It's I, nice. I was drinking this. I'm trying to grill up steaks for the family last night. And I'm oh, like, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, no, honey, I just had I one. Just, I, I, <laughs> I had a half well, one. I, she goes, how many beers have you had? I'm just nursing the one from dinner. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> holding it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well done, Doc. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. I'd like to see this in competition this year. I, it will be in, co- it'll be in a couple of them, I think. Very cool. So, and it started out as a candy brew beer. Yes, it did. All right. And it was incredible then. And no, it takes just, up less space. Yes. <laughs> Another reason to listen to a candy brew. All right. Thanks, Doc. All right. Bye. Yeah, you know what I am talking about. But don't you give me that American cruise, boy, the one.